0: What's up? Jason Tatum here. ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play.
1: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Pick a Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Riv and Andrew Velez and this is now episode 91 in this episode, we'll talk about Nikola Jokic winning the MVP, the Nuggets being down 0-2, Rudy Gobert's third DPOY, and Kemba Walker wanting out of Boston. For the NFL portion of the podcast, we'll talk about Sam Darnold's vaccine comments, Jordan Love impressing in OTAs, if Kellen Mond can be the Vikings' franchise quarterback, if the Chiefs are still the team to beat, and who's more likely to be a Denver Bronco, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. This is now episode 91. A lot of stuff has been happening both in the NBA and NFL. In the NBA, playoff basketball, everybody loves it. But in the NFL, we have OTAs happening everywhere. And I've been reading that a lot of these rookie quarterbacks have been doing good. Zach Wilson has been impressing in the Jets' OTAs. Justin Fields has been doing his thing. Um, You got Mac Jones impressing the Patriots. Trevor Lawrence, though I heard Trevor Lawrence had two interceptions in OTAs. Wow! One was a pick six, so he was struggling a bit. But for the most part, everybody's doing good. And haven't had you on the show in a while. As you know, how, Listen, how has everything been?
2: I'm doing all right. Can't complain. I I love being on the show. Happy to be here. Let's have a good show. Let's do it.
1: You know, I've been watching The Game of Thrones recently. I just started oh, yeah? watching it. Have you ever watched it? Of course. Come okay. on, phenomenal you finished show. it? Yeah, Yo, I you know, saw. I you saw- watched
2: it too. Um, I saw so. you tweeted like, "Why did no one tell me that Game of Thrones is this good?" And, but you know for a fact, at least everyone told you that the, that the show <laughs> is probably amazing. definitely seen. I see,
1: I seen the tweets of it, but back then, I mean, because Game of Thrones was really popping during high school. Facts. And When I was in high school, that was like a couple years ago. HBO, those streaming software, those streaming platforms, they was brand. Yeah, they, they were. It was checking. like fifteen. It was like fifteen a month. I didn't have the money to get it back then, but yeah. now I'm stacked. I have Disney Plus. I got. Hulu, I got Netflix, I got HBO, I got Disney, Paramount. Not yet. All right, okay. Not yet. But you know, I got I'm stacked. I got Peacock too. You got, I have Peacock. You got Showtime. Nah, I don't have Showtime. Star, you stars. Showtime watch power, is right? Showtime is type whack.
0: You should watch the Shy. Oh, uh, yeah, Showtime Loki is whack. The shop. The shy. Oh, shy? The shy. I have heard that that the show is good. Great show. Where mm-hmm. is it? It's on Showtime. Showtime. Yeah, I mean it's probably on YouTube TV though.
1: Oh, okay. Definitely okay. probably
0: on YouTube TV. Now, but
1: y'all was watching the Game of Thrones, and oh my gosh, this show is- it's crazy. Season one's not ridiculous. Season, one's season one crazy. gets you in tune for real. It's ridiculous. What episode are you in, so I don't say anything crazy? Season two, episode, just finished episode oh, two. So oh, you so saw, you're in tune. You saw
2: Ned. They, yes, how they I saw Oh my God, But they treated him with disrespect. I ain't like that. I ain't like That's that. That's what I knew the show was different.
1: Bro, Joffrey is such a, such a douche. Yeah, nah, I hate him. My cousin and I were talking about it. We were like, "Yo, bro, like so see- he's such he's such a dork. Like he can't fight. He just be trying to act but like." Think act about
2: apart. it. If you were fourteen and you were the king of everyone, you know what the I mean. The way like, he, I, I act mean. Act so out. you've
0: seen the, the the aura a little bit of Jon Snow, like his his energy, his vibe. You see what he on. Yeah, he's it's gonna get nasty. I can't lie. He's, nah, the show is crazy, bro. Him and his I'm brothers. I'm mad they. Uh, never mind. Go ahead, do your thing. I ain't you worried. haven't seen anything yeah, yet. I, it's gonna get better.
1: Now yeah, I, I've been when I've been watching it. You and,
0: almost tweet. I almost did. I almost told my cousin.
1: Me. My cousin watched the show already, and we just like go back and forth, and we just you know say catchphrases, uh-huh. and like uh, the Lannisters. are Like the Lannisters always pay back their debts. <laughs> it's yo, bro. Those catchphrases are funny as hell, bro. <laughs> you know, I hate bro. the
0: Lannisters, bro.
2: Nah, I, I like them all. Your, I can't. First of all, they're lie. weird. They like hillbillies. Now nah, they are. They're, nasty. they're definitely weird, but they make the show the show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. Now we're gonna get into another great show, Let's the do Pick it. Aside Podcast, Amen. episode ninety-one. To start off the show, we're gonna talk about Nikola Jokic winning the MVP. He averaged twenty-six, eleven, and eight in the regular season. He shot fifty-seven percent from the field, thirty-eight percent from the three, close thirty-nine percent. He was top five in total points, rebounds, and assists, and he's the lowest draft pick ever to win MVP at the forty-first pick. He got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial, and he's the first MVP to play every game since Kobe Bryant in 2008. And a fun fact, Kobe Bryant challenged him in 2019 to win the MVP. Two years later, he won it. And MVP first place votes, Jokic got 91, Curry got five, CP3 had two, and Bede had one, Giannis had had one, and Derrick Rose had one.
2: Didn't he have the fan vote, something like that? I
1: think I'm going to call I'm going to call BS on that. Okay. Cuz I don't think like what's the fan vote? It's our votes, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know
0: we voted for MVP. I didn't know either.
1: Because I doubt that fans voted Derrick Rose in. Like based on the reactions of everybody on Twitter and social media when Derrick Rose got voted for MVP, they were like who voted for him? Like yeah. I don't think it was the fans. You'd be
0: surprised though. It is that one guy that votes.
2: Randall not getting one vote is nuts. He should have got he rose over Randall.
1: I better? mean, he, he should have got over rose. Oh,
2: and the playoffs, no doubt.
1: But before we started the show, you talked about how you thought Embiid should have been the MVP.
2: I do think so, so.
1: I want to start off with you and okay. why you you know why you okay. think
2: that. Well, first off, our, so we're just going to ignore the question right now whether it was overlooked or not, yeah, or we're gonna just start, start with right, you. All right, yeah,
1: you know, because if you because in my opinion, I think he was unanimously the MVP. Like I wouldn't. He was the MVP for me. And I think he had his season has been overlooked, which is the question. And I think you're doing the overlooking right now. Okay. so I want to I want to know why you feel Embiid should have won over Jokic.
2: So I just think Embiid was the best player in the NBA this season. It's unfortunate that he missed time because if he didn't miss any time, he was definitely winning the MVP, especially if you look at last season to this season. He showed vast improvements on everything. Defensively, he was way better. I'm not even going to talk about offensively because we know his game offensively. He can do whatever he wants with the basketball. One thing I will say is why I think Jokic deserved the MVP over him is because he, he played all 72. I mean, Embiid missed, what, 20-something games this season? Mm. But even still, he averaged 28.5 on 51% shooting, 37 from the three-point line, 10, 10, 10.6 rebounds, uh, not as many assists as, as Joker, which why Joker was, had an all-time great season. I I can't hate on Joker winning the MVP, but I just think that Embiid leading the Sixers to the to the one seed in the East, especially when you had the Nets who had the all time great roster. You got Harden, you got Kyrie, KD. Even though they didn't play together too many games during the regular season, they were still able to to rack up wins because they have the talent. Then you look at a team, uh, blinking, uh, who's the three? Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee has been a force in that East for the last three four years. Um. They dropped down a little bit this year, but obviously they're playing for the playoffs even though they're looking a little shaky. But then, even still, that just speaks more volumes to, to Philadelphia and what Joel Embiid has done with them. Uh, do I understand why Joker won? Of course. But I just think that Embiid just means a little bit more to his squad right now. You saw when they were playing the Wizards that they, they looked like they could have gotten bounced at. If, if Embiid didn't play at all that series, I, I don't know if the Wizards or I don't know if the Sixers uh, beat, uh, beat them in five. No way. But MB, they didn't need MB for that game five. They looked good. Uh, but that game four without MB, they looked like a JV basketball team. And they need they need MB to stretch the floor. Uh, of course, Joker probably means the exact same to to his squad. But his defense is nowhere near MB's, and I feel like that's what separates them a little bit. But Joker, of course, gets the edge since he can pass the ball like like Chris Paul.
1: Philly was ten and eleven this season without MB. Just to back up your point a little yeah. bit more, what do you have to say to that?
2: Um. You know,
0: looking at just the raw stats, I had to go ahead and just look up Embiid's stats real quick. If you just look at the raw stats, you know, not advanced stats, obviously you can make the case for Embiid being better than the Joker this season. But I think just from a consistent standpoint, there was no way the Joker wasn't going to win the MVP. I think him being healthy all year while the team was dealing with a lot of injuries, especially down the stretch when Murray went down, they got Aaron Gordon. They didn't know what that was going to be like. Losing Will Barton, losing PJ Dozier, they was losing a lot of guys towards the end of the season. I think him continuing that consistent play, and then mind you, they was like six, seven seed walking into the All Star break, and he climbed them back up to third. So I think that was another thing that boosted them. to the To the question, I think it has been overlooked. I think I've spoken on it before. I think people are forgetting how this guy has been the consistent MVP this year. People are forgetting him in the playoffs. Granted, they're down. Oh, o two, but this guy has been as dominant as he was in the regular season in the playoffs, and people aren't talking about him being one of the best players in the league this season alone. I think he's definitely deserving of that, and it has been overlooked because you know, big men are a dying breed in today's NBA, and I think for that matter, it's going to be overlooked. But Embiid and the Joker is showing that. Big men are still valuable in today's game, even if they're too big. The Joker, especially being with his playmaking ability and the fact that he runs the offense and offense runs through him. He's their best rebounder, their best passer. He's one of their best scorers. And I think that goes to show that he's one of the best players in the league. But
2: he has been overlooked this year. And I think that's just because of the day and age. Can I say something before you go? I want to say I didn't overlook him. Last time I was on the show, we talked about (laughs) predictions for the series Blazers versus the Nuggets. I had the Nuggets. Both you of you guys took the Blazers. I feel like yeah, I knew you wanted to say that. Both of <laughs> you guys took the Blazers, and Joker ate all series long. That's true. I feel like I, I did, I'm not overlooking him. I just think that Embiid was the better player this year, but because he had the longevity of playing all 72, of course you got to give it to, to Jokic.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. If if Embiid would have played the full season, being the first seed, I think this MVP race would have been way closer. It might have been Embiid 60 votes, mm-hmm. Jokic like 40. Would have been very close, but those games did cost him beat. I'll say this. Jokic has shown to be one of the best players in the NBA. I think right now he could could have a solid argument for being top five. The reason why I think his season was overlooked is because at every stop and turn, even throughout his entire season, the media kept trying to prop up a new MVP candidate. We had Chris Paul at one point. We had Julius Randle at one point. We had Steph. He was dominating headlines, yep. and people. He didn't even make the playoffs, and it was saying he should be MVP. There I was, was one of them. there was, was at every stop and turn, Jokic' season was getting overlooked because they kept trying to make somebody else the MVP, some try to crown somebody else, and that's why I think it was overlooked. And when they got that first round matchup versus the Blazers, I kind of was worried because he is the MVP. If he loses in the first round, we know what the narrative around that is going to be. Of course. But he averaged 33-10 and 5 in the first round. And the Blazers should have won, if Mm -hmm. we're being honest. Because in terms of just talent alone, I think the Blazers had more. Their backcourt should have outproduced Denver's backcourt way more. But Austin Rivers, Composo, Morris, they all put in their part. And now we see them versus Phoenix are coming back down to earth. They're not playing that well. Mm -hmm. So that's why I thought Portland was going to win in 7. I thought it was going to be a close series. But For Jokic to get out that first round, I think, kind of even solidified his MVP case even more. And everybody's talking about Luka having these great performances against the Clippers. But Jokic was having a great performance against the Blazers every single game. And nobody is posting him as much as they're posting Luka.
0: Yeah, that's I think that was one of the things that we talked about last week, me you, and JC. I I felt like people were on the media hyping up Luka. Granted, he was destroying the Clippers. But you know there's another guy out there who's destroying portland as well you know the joker every night showed up for his team whether his team showed up or not and he completely dominated the portland trailblazers i was one of those people that thought you know dame was going to carry them out the series but i and think
1: dame got more love if we're being yeah, honest in dame terms was, of media attention in that series and jokic oh, yeah.
2: i mean he was hitting those uh, that yeah. one game that he what he had 12 threes he had like 50, had 50 points, points yes. something they, ridiculous they man they did lose, but yeah. not not because of Dame. No way.
1: I think it was at home too that they lost. But one, yeah, no, it was on the road.
2: Was it on the road? I think it was on the road. Wasn't it one it was, I think it five? was.
1: Yeah, I think it was too. I think it was, was, was on the road. Yeah. But it's one thing I'll say
2: uh, about the Luka getting more more coverage than Jokic is, they're playing the Clippers. The Clippers are were easily expected to win that series. Yeah. Nuggets Blazers, <laughs> I feel like people lean more Nuggets because they were the three seed. You still they had the MVP on their team.
0: But I think even when you say that, even. In the regular season, people were hyping up – not hyping, excuse my language, but propping up Luka to be the MVP this year, and they had him – I feel
2: like that was prior to yeah, the th- season. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, Even yeah. like
0: twice when he was um, having those great runs, he got his 3 point percentage up. He got his free throw percentage up. People were trying to get him back in that MVP race, and the Joker just kept – like like he said, Steph was getting love for a couple months. Harden was getting that love. Giannis was getting that love. Right. And it was everybody. Mm-hmm. It was like somebody different, but the main constant was the Joker who was playing phenomenal – damn near every night and he still wasn't getting that love so that's why the overlooking thing has to be shown because it's like he was balling all year everybody had their like he may not have had the Steph curry month or a Harden month but consistently he was doing it for his team every night and he wasn't getting talked about enough
1: okay the nuggets have been great all season until this point right now they're facing phoenix and i think for me, at least, I think they ran into a stone wall. Yep, yep. Phoenix is just a better team. You watch them play, they're just a better team. In game one, they beat the Nuggets 122 to 105. In game two, they beat Denver 123 to 98. So they have blown them out twice already. Now these next two games are going to be in Denver. We've seen this story before from the Nuggets, though, that they go down the series, then they rally back, but this time they don't have Jamal Murray. Yeah. And When we were talking about the Portland versus Denver series just for a little bit right before uh, we did this topic is that Morris, Rivers and Composo all did their part to make up for Jamal Murray's loss. But you look at in this series, I mean, they've been awful. Composo's averaging eight and a half points per game, shooting 37 percent from the field. Rivers is averaging six and a half points, shooting 33 percent from the field. And Monte Morris playing 20 minutes per game. Is averaging 2.5 points per game oh, no. and shooting 12% from the field. In game two, Jokic had 24 points, 13 rebounds, and six assists, and the rest of the Nuggets starters combined had 26, 11, and 4.
2: His assist totals in the postseason significantly you know, lower. So need, the oh, simple sorry.
1: question, yeah, the simple question for you guys is do you think the Nuggets can come back 0 2?
0: Well, first of all, I don't think Compazzo and uh, Austin Rivers fell off a cliff. I think this is what they are. This is what they. They're just coming back to who they are as players. As for the team, it's never over. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump on the ship and say it's over after two games because we've seen even in this series in this in ah excuse me we've seen even in these playoffs a team could go down 2-0 and still get those two on the road or at home. Now, granted, it's in Denver, so they have an opportunity to bounce back, make adjustments. They have the Joker, who's the best player in the series, so they have an opportunity to definitely get back. But I think you're right. You know. Phoenix is is probably going to end up winning the series because they're just the better team. Like it's not, I don't even think it's a scheme that can change this. There's a play that they, they can double team Denver uh, Devin Booker more. Like it, there's nothing. They're just better. Jamal Murray's definitely missed in this series, and they they this is the series the type of series they need him for, and he's not going to be back. So I think Phoenix ultimately is the better team. And they're going to win.
2: Yeah, like both you guys said. Without Jamal Murray, I just think that it's. Going to be way too difficult for the Nuggets to overcome this. Their guard play just can't keep up with CP3, Devin Booker, and and even their their uh, their their forwards. You got Jay uh, on the Suns. You got Jay Crowder, Mikel Bridges, uh, Cam Johnson. I you I mean on the Nuggets side, you got MPJ. But who else is really going to give you play like garbage? And, other Millsap,
1: and Aaron, Gordon. Gordon, Aaron Gordon. I
2: just don't like comparing those two. is just night and day. I'm taking the Suns every single time, and the and the Suns are just.
0: Over MPJ and I'm just saying I think MPJ and Eric Gordon could put you no know, it's, Fair it's enough. close. Fair enough. MPJ should be playing Eric, better.
1: Yeah, he should. He's averaging thirteen right now, shooting thirty
0: four percent from the field. He's clearly the most talented is out of a- all the wings we just said.
2: Offensively, it's not close. I'm taking MPJ. Just for what they're what they're supposed to do in their roles, Mikael Bridges defend is, def- is yeah. a defender, first and foremost. Jay Crowder is a three point shooter, but he, he he's definitely a def- more of a defender in my eyes than he is an offensive player. And if all you're supposed to do is play defense on MPJ, Aaron Gordon, and you don't really, all you have to worry about is sitting in a quarter waiting for your shot, especially when you got Devin Booker, who is lava hot. He can't miss. You got CP3, who's just been perfect with the basketball uh, this series. He had 15 assists, uh, zero turnovers. The first player ever to do it with three franchises in the playoffs. I just think right now they're too hot. They're clicking on all cylinders. I think this series goes no more than five. I think Denver takes one, but I can't see it going further than five.
1: And CB3 is playing like he's healthy. Now we're seeing... He actually
2: said he was getting healthy. He's getting an arm back. And now we're seeing Chris
1: Paul. Now we're seeing Chris Paul, how he really is in the playoffs. He's he's great in the playoffs. And you talked about it. Michael Porter Jr., he has to be better. He's shooting 34% from the field and 29% from three. If the Nuggets want any chance to come back... He has to start going off. I know before before the series, we talked about it, how I thought MPJ could match the scoring in Devin Booker in the series. I think for the Nuggets to be successful, Jokic, he's going to be Jokic. But we also need MPJ to be MPJ. He needs to do his thing. He needs to do what he was doing when Jamal Murray went down, and that's averaging close to 25 points per game on some pretty good efficiency. But the problem with him is that he takes a lot of contested shots. No, oh, he's ridiculous. And he, the thing about him is that he's 6'10". He can shoot over anybody, mm-hmm. so he can make those shots. But when he doesn't make them, you say that's a bad shot. That's I, a really bad shot. I think
0: with him, it's like he keeps taking the same shot. You know, like when people – all right, so like, you know how great scorers are. When they can't get it going, they kind of find another way to get it, whether it be going to the cup, taking the mid-range jump shot when their three isn't falling. MPJ is the type of guy who he'll keep shooting the same shot over and over again and won't take it to the rack or get to the line maybe to get more comfortable and it's weird because it's like yeah you're six ten but at the same time bro you're you know you're not Kevin Durant you're not there yet so like get to the line you know break that slump you know mm-hmm. get to the free throw line take a mid range jump shot do all these things because it's like that will help you open up your game a lot more like he has like a Jordan Clarkson trigger and it's it's Hindering the offensive because when he's not hitting, it's like he just keeps taking shot after shot after shot.
2: Yeah, and I feel you there. Jordan Clarkson, his role is listen, I get the ball, I could shoot it, I could do whatever I want there. Of course, when you got Donovan Mitchell being the primary ball handler, and then you look at a MPJ where oh, I need to do a little bit more with the basketball, I need to be more aggressive, I need to be more assertive, and he's not doing that and shows.
1: No, yeah, I agree. I had to stand up real quick and turn the camera on because it wasn't recording. <laughs> <laughs> But but now I'm back. to So to talk about it, the, the question was that can the Nuggets come back from O two 2 We basically just mentioned that. You don't think they can, or did you say yes or no?
0: What did I say? I said it's not over. That's what yeah, I said. Yeah, you did say it's
2: not I don't, You think it's over in five? I think five is the most it could go.
0: I think Denver can definitely win two at home. But I, don't, I wouldn't put my money on it. I think they definitely 100% get one. Two is I'm pushing it, but I think they can do it because I think – you know, Denver's crowd, you know, Denver plays well at home. And I think being that Phoenix kind of just punched them in their mouth, I think they're going to come out with more grit. They're going to come out hungry. And, and Mike Malone has been calling them out in back-to-back games. So I think they're hungrier, they're gritty, and they're going to come out with a little bit more force in Denver. So I think they can definitely steal, too.
1: The only three players that have been good for Denver are Jokic, Millsap, and Gordon. Everybody else has been pretty awful. Yep. Like, everybody, Composite, Rivers, Morris, MPJ. But then we look at Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix is, they're a great team. They're stacked. They're a great team. Aiden, Paul, Bridges, and Booker have all been averaging 15-plus points per game. Crowder, Payne, and Craig have been good. I mean, Cameron Payne, coming off the bench, is outplaying playing Composito, Rivers, and Morris. Yeah, He's been really excellent for them. And they're shooting 43% from the three. As a team,
2: you can't lose when you're shooting 43. percent And you
1: mentioned that Chris Paul is the first player with 15 points, 15 assists he in a, a playoff game since it, Chris 12, Paul in 2014. Yeah, in zero, 14, zero. What was the first one? In 08. Yes, and he was the first player to do it since Chris Paul in 08. So he has all three times. Shout out to the point. points, God. That's, sick. That's sick. But I, I've been looking on Twitter that uh, this comparison of the Suns team, they compare the Suns team to the 2018 Houston Rockets. Chris Paul is Chris Paul, obviously. Devin Booker is not James Harden, but he's, he's still an elite scorer. Mikel Bridges, I think, is a better version of Trevor Ariza. Yep. Uh, Jay Crowder versus P.J. Tucker, who are you taking? Because I posted a TikTok on this subject, and I said Jay Crowder is better than Tucker. And a lot of people people commented and said, no, Tucker is better than Crowder. So who are you taking, this version of Jay Crowder or 2018 P.J.
2: Tucker? I'm taking 2018 P.J. Tucker. I feel like I'm taking 2018 PJ Tucker too, just because he was such defensive like, dog. Yeah, he was unbelievable on defense, and he was like he's he is an amazing three uh, corner three point shooter. But as the years have gone on, he has gone significantly worse, unfortunately. But if we're talking strictly 2018, I think I have to lean 2018 PJ. think,
1: the, th- and I think sorry to cut you off, but I think DeAndre Ayton is a better version of Clint Capella.
2: Oh, by far, he could, he could score the basketball more
0: efficiently for sure. I think these teams remind me more of the, of like in terms of like fun, exciting to watch and you know, like high powered offense. I think these teams remind me more of the Kings than anything with Mike Bibby, Chris Webber, Pajas, I think in terms of like fun, flow, free spiriting and teams that are just like underdogs, but they were one of the best teams in the league, but you still felt like they were an underdog. I think that's, those are the teams that the Suns remind me of. Like those teams that gave the Lakers fits. They should have beat the Lakers, but Those young Kings teams, I think Phoenix definitely reminds me of them more.
1: Yeah, that's true. I think Phoenix play style is not similar to 2018 Houston. But I think their personnel is. And Chris Paul, after he left Houston, there were multiple reports that he he used to get into arguments with Mike D'Antoni and James Harden about the lack of ball movement. But now in Phoenix, him being close with Monty Williams, he's able to give his input on what he wants the offense to be. And Phoenix is one of the best teams that move in the ball in the entire league. I and mean, the, everybody touches the, the ball. The fact
0: that Devin Booker even took the backseat to that as a leader, you know, being the fact that this has been his team, he's been their leading scorer, taking the backseat and deciding, listen, I'm, we're going to follow you, you're going to be the leader, and we're going to flow with whatever offense you want to run, we're going to run it through you. And I think that's been impressive too because when everybody buys in, you see the
2: result. For sure. For sure. You're looking like the Nets when Kyrie realized, you know, I'm a shooting guard. Uh, James Harden is the point guard of the squad. I'm, just, I'm out here to score. Yeah, that's it. They just they merge so easily together. Same thing in, in Phoenix. CP3 knows that he's the the leader of that offense, but Booker also knows that he needs to be the best scorer on that team for them to be successful, and that's what's happening.
1: I'm with you, though. I think this series ends in five. I think Phoenix is just a way better team than Denver. I can't see Denver winning more than one game. I, I'll give them one game because of the Joker, Yep. but they can easily get swept because I think Phoenix is really – Turning up the tempo on yeah. Denver. But just to... Has force, Phoenix
0: ever made a WCF? Yes. They yeah, yes. they have with Steve Nash. Steve Nash, Nash and
1: Amari But just to foreshadow a little bit, do you think Phoenix can beat Utah or LA? You know what's crazy? I, I, I
0: truly want the Utah versus Phoenix matchup because I really I want bad. Donovan to go on the stage and outdo Booker so I can finally have that under my belt. But I think Phoenix can go either way. They can go small with the Clippers, or they can go big with Utah. You know, I think Aiden emerging as what he is, becoming that force down low has been great for them. I didn't expect it. I don't think nobody really did. And he's been showing out, you know, out, out, let's be realistic, out-dueling AD for a a portion of the first round. Don't hate, just stop. And then doing what he's doing right now, holding his own against the Joker, I think that's been phenomenal. I think he'll do his thing against Rudy Gobert. And then if they want to go small with Crowder, Mikael Bridges and Cameron Johnson versus the Clippers, who the Clippers, I think, are just going to commit to straight small ball from now on. I think they can match up with either team.
2: I think if we want to talk about comparing rosters, Utah and Phoenix are pretty similar in my opinion. I, one thing I will say, Mike Conley's not really the CP3-type ball handler where he's looking for straight assists because this man, Mike Conley, could shoot the lights out. Um, but then you got Donovan Mitchell, same thing with Devin Booker, They're really primary uh, 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 scorer, excuse me. Uh, and then you have DeAndre Ayton and Rudy Gobert. That's that's a really good matchup because Ayton's really strong offensively, pretty pretty good defensively. He's shown in the in these playoffs. But Rudy Gobert is by far and away the best defensive center in the league, and that interior presence that he has is unmatched. So, it, I mean, you got Joe Ingles, you got uh, uh, I'm blanking on, Clarkson, uh, uh, Royce well, Bogdanovich. Donovan. It's and it's just such a good Classic matchup. With man you man. got Jay Crowder, you got Mikel Bridges, you got Cam Johnson. That's what I mean. something like the, like. These two rosters are so comparable to one another. That that Western Conference Finals would be a movie. I feel like right now, from what I've seen, I'm not going to count the Clippers out because I counted the Clippers out uh, against the Mavs early on, and they ended up clutching up. Kawhi had an all-time game five, game six, game seven. He was amazing. So I'm not going to count them Kawhi out. Jordan. But say them Kawhi, Kawhi Jordan. Jordan. You're unbelievable. <laughs> um, but I think Phoenix... Has the talent? I feel like their biggest comp right now would be Utah. Again, not counting out the Clippers, but I think Phoenix could do it. I feel like how hot they are right now, the teams that they've beat are they're gonna. It's gonna lead them to have more confidence going into that series, thinking you know what, we're, we were the two seed, we won over fifty games this year, we could we could be anyone. So I feel like that's why I would lean Phoenix right now. But it, it's gonna be a great, great Western Conference playoffs. What about you?
1: I don't know. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't make a prediction, but that would be a great series to watch because sure. the personnel is very similar. I don't know, man. I, I don't like predicting. Teams.
0: No. I, do you think Phoenix matches up? know they, they, match. they
1: match up with the Clippers very well. Um, even though I would just trust the Clippers in clutch situations more because we've seen that when their backs are against the wall. They go to their ultimate game plan, which is give the ball put, to Kawhi. Not even that. Put Kawhi on the best player. And Kawhi was on Luka. He did a good job on him. Kawhi on Booker. He can take him out. Okay. He can take him out.
0: You think so? Booker? Yes. I think because of the lack of, like, he's not, like, like we said uh, last week, he's not a playmaker like Luka. Like, he isn't that. But I Luka think because, was hurt, too, which is something that pe- yeah, they for didn't a
1: game. That's He had 40
0: and... the game he was hurt. The game before that. He was hurt the game That's before that. That's straight adrenaline. 40. That's something I'm not crazy. I'm hearing that.
1: I'm just saying that I think uh, people often get confused with Kawhi because in the regular season and even early in playoff series, he doesn't play defense as hard as he should all the time to conserve his energy. So people kind of lose sight of how great he is defensively. But then when you see him actually lock in and say, "Okay, now we got to win this series. Then we see, oh, this is a different Kawhi. This is why you don't count this guy out. (laughs) But what happened
2: last season? What happened? He last didn't game? lock in. He didn't lock in, and when you needed him most in that fourth quarter, he choked. And it was hard to lock in the bubble early. You're not. You're not going to do that. Hold
0: on. Okay. You're okay. not going to use okay. that bubble because okay. he just did it against okay. Luca. Yeah, but so he.
2: That, but early on in that series, it wasn't looking like oh snap. And yeah. then Kawhi said, "All right, it, robot I mode. I won't disrespect yeah. him or discredit him. He definitely go. He went robot mode, and he tweaked the last few games of the season." But I can't lock in and say that that's a firm fact, that they could just flip that switch and they just put Kawhi on the best player offensively and him just go to work I mean, offensively, I've too. I have seen, well, you know, granted, I watch a lot of- without, Excuse me, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Without Paul George, who has been playing atrociously, what what noise can they make? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did he do? What did he do against Utah? He, Paul George was, had one bad he had game. War, he had one. Bad. What did he do against Utah? Yeah, he played. He, and doesn't, against granted, the, he and doesn't against the Mavs. I would say affirm three out of the seven games he did not play well. Wow, that's ridiculous. Um, that's not that foul to say three out of the. I seven. I thought Paul George played well in every game.
0: I think what you're look. I think all right. Two things. I think one. Granted, he doesn't play well in Utah. That's just been a known fact. fact. He doesn't play well fact. in Utah. And number two, I think what people confuse somebody playing bad is that they just had a bad offensive night. Where, or a
2: bad fourth quarter, am yeah, I where he, You could it, cook all night. Yeah. Fourth quarter when we need you most, you yeah, don't come Yeah, and I through. think with
0: Paul George in the Mavericks series, you know, he was their best big man for a portion of the time. He lucked up and got a couple clutch shots in the fourth. He's played good defense. He was a great playmaker for them in the clutch when they needed him to be. So I think when people say he played bad, I mean, if you're looking at it from just a scoring standpoint, he might have played bad. But I think an all-around totality of the game, he played good. Okay. So, you know, like, he impacts the game. He was their center at a point when they had to go small. So he impacts the game a lot. It's just like, you know, the first game in Utah, he didn't look up. But like Joel said, we've seen their, their, Kawhi is, like, used as a last-minute result. Like, They use Paul George at first, Batum at first, Morris at first. And when those three guys are stopped, Kawhi is used in a last-minute time when you really need him. And you see, like, even him, he turns on a different switch scoring. And, like, he really shows you that he's the best two-way player in the league when he needs to be. So, like, Phoenix being what they are and Devin Booker being what he is, it's going to be tough. But I think, like, matchup-wise, you know, they have the two guys that can guard Chris Paul and Devin
2: Booker. It's just going to be tough. It's like you look at. Um, go ahead, bro. Go oh, you go, you go, yo. Because I was looking at to to make sure I wasn't going crazy about Paul George against the Mavs in 38 minutes, 15 points in 24 minutes, 15 points, 24 points, 28 points, 26 points. That's pretty good. I'm not going to disrespect. That's a really solid stat line, but it's like 15 points as the number two again. That's not going to cut it, especially against a red hot yeah. Phoenix team and Utah, who's been the best he, team in no, basketball. I agree. He has Where? to
0: definitely step up this series. They, Off, they offensively, they
1: really need him. They yeah. need him. A
2: trending topic on Twitter was (sighs)
1: Rudy Gobert because he won his third defensive player of the year, and he won it over Draymond Green and Ben Simmons. So my question to you guys is, did Rudy Gobert deserve the defensive player of the year award? I'll start with you, Riv.
0: Um, Yeah, I think he did. You know, I think, like, you know – I was under the impression only Draymond Green, maybe, bam, you could debate it, but only Draymond Green was the only guy who you can debate. Where's Ben? I'll get to that in a minute. Can wow. I go? All right, you. I'm sorry. I think only Draymond Green was the you only guy you can uh, really debate it because when Draymond Green got back early in the season, their defense became a top-five defense in the NBA, and then throughout the course of the season, they ended up being a top-ten defense. You could see with Draymond, his instincts, you know, he can stop a three-man weave. He can stop a two-on-one fast break. Like He's just a different force. But with Rudy Gobert, I think he deserved it because his impact in the paint, his impact in altering shots, blocking shots, even his pick and roll defense isn't bad. People like to see stars cook them, but stars get stars. It's an offensive lead. Stars cook up regardless. But I think Rudy Gobert's impact on the defense even shows sometimes on the offensive end where they can get an easy bucket or they can get a bucket because of the fact that Rudy Gobert is locking down the defensive end. So... Sometimes he even plays D for his guys on the perimeter, helping them when they get beat because he's just that good. So I think people, they hate Rudy Gobert because people like Shaq, like to diss on Rudy Gobert. People don't like how he plays because he's not a scorer. But I think Rudy Gobert definitely 100% deserved it. And this is his third one winning it. So shout out to him.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I think he deserves it. I feel like as of right now, he's locked and loaded the best defensive big in the league. The only one that rivals him is Anthony Davis when he's healthy. Uh, he had yep. he had the best defensive rating in this league by far. I think it was 109, 100.5, which is crazy. Uh, he averaged thirteen boards a game, almost three blocks a game. Um, he led. He he helped lead this Utah uh, Jazz team to the one seed. I just feel like all the th- everything clicked for him to win this award. I. I I can't discredit every, the, all the things that he's done. Like you mentioned, he's not as bad as everyone says that he is on the pick and roll, especially when you're that big. It's hard to to pick up on a guard driving at you full speed. I mean, he does the best that he can. I and mean, he's been pretty efficient, clearly, with the defensive rating that he has. So, yeah, I'm going to lean that he earned this one for sure.
1: I think we're in a weird time in uh, the NBA world and he the goes. Twitterverse where – we're expecting big men to have guard skills, and I think it's such a ridiculous thing. For real. And I'm just going to say this. Rudy Gobert, three-time defensive player of the year. Fourth player in NBA history to do it. On Twitter, all I was seeing is that, oh, what does Rudy Gobert have on the NBA that he's winning it for the third time? Oh, how did he win it win it over Ben or Adebayo? I even seen some people say, oh, Bam is DPOY because he's versatile and he could defend on the perimeter and he can run protect as well. One, Ben Simmons, let's get into that. He's not a good rim protector at all. In fact, I don't want him there even grabbing a rebound. Respect.
2: You know? Respect. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That's re- Oh, no, no Ben
1: Simmons is not a good rim protector, and I think he's an overrated perimeter defender. He is a great perimeter defender, no doubt about it. But people think he's some shut-down Kawhi Leonard type of guy, which he's not. On he's the perimeter? Not. He is not. He is not. I'll let you finish. Draymond Green... He has the strongest case because the Warriors were a top 10 defense this past year. And I think it was because of Draymond. No, legit because I think, him, I think sure. Draymond is a top five defender of all time. So that's not knocking Draymond. But you got to look at everything else of it. The Utah Jazz were the first seed in the NBA. They had one of the best defenses in the NBA because of Rita Gobert. Golden State did not make the playoffs. And he's the fourth player to win D- three DPOIs since Dwight Howard, Ben Wallace, and DeKemba Mutombo. Rudy Gobert is an all-time great defender. No
3: doubt. Like, there's
1: no doubt about it. And you can see it, by the way, how, how teams attack the Jazz when Rudy Gobert's off the court versus when he's on. Players second-guess second, second guess when they're driving into the lane because they see Rudy Gobert, who's seven one seven two and has a gigantic wingspan. And I was looking at some charts. There's a chart on expected versus actual field goal percentage, which is basically based on the shot and the based on the shot there is an average percentage that players Where did hit. Where you get that from? Um I just was reading articles. Okay. Yeah, there's a based on the shot there is an average goal percentage that is hit. And for Rudy Gobert, he since since 2017 he's allowed the lowest. Yeah. So this guy has been the best defender in the NBA in terms of that and in terms of defensive points saved since 2018, Gobert is the highest. And I th- something that other people mention is that Ben Simmons, he said earlier in the season he should be DPOY because Gobert is DPOY, but I scored 42 on him. That's not true because he only attempted seven shots when Gobert was guarding him, and he was three for seven and had nine points. So it's not like he was really, mm. you know, cooking Gobert. He had, he had nine points on him. Let's give that a rest. And even though Gobert won DPOY, he was quoted saying this. I want to win a championship. When I got drafted by the Jazz eight years ago, I told myself I wanted to do anything I could to help this franchise win its first championship. And that's after they asked him how he was feeling after he won his third DPOY. So I think the disrespect that this guy is getting is uncalled for, especially on Twitter. Everybody's trying to disrespect and not go bare. I seen a Joel Embiid fan account tweet a bunch of highlights of M B just Well, M B do be cooking that. him but it's M B and, and the MB's thing about that so is so that skilled. you can you can pick any any all time great defender whether it's Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, Scottie, Scottie Pippen. MJ. I mean how many how many possessions LeBron, do they guard Kobe. How many possessions have they guarded throughout their careers? You can definitely make a five to ten minute highlight clip of them extreme, can, getting scored on You course. can make a
0: ten minute clip of LeBron getting cooked That's by Melo.
2: Doesn't mean he's not a great defender. Danny, Danny, uh, Danny Granger made LeBron fall. It's yes. like anything can happen on any given night. Brandon Jennings Joe Dumars used fall. to give MJ fits.
0: Like, come on. Yeah, like, it's like, you know, it, people have their day. I think. Just people don't like Rudy Gobert. You know, I think people are still holding on to that COVID thing that Rudy Gobert did. Mm-hmm. People hate him as a basketball player. They hate the way he plays. So. And
1: before he got paid, I mean, once he got paid, Shaq went on inside the NBA and Violated said he didn't him. deserve the yep. money. Yeah. And said
2: he didn't deserve the money. Yeah. So which it's is some hate it's, I, don't, I don't want to go off topic too much, but I do have a question. You mentioned how you think Draymond Green's top five all-time NBA defensive, po- the defensive wise. Is Gobert, does Gobert have the potential to get there?
1: rim protector wise yes period period is difficult because I have guys like Dennis Rodman of has course, to be there of course Draymond Green is there
2: Hakeem Olajuwon
1: and Kawhi has to be there Hakeem Olajuwon was a menace Jordan or I wouldn't no. say
0: in five. Uh, okay a perimeter, yeah, but guards. You, and then I do you have has Ben so many, Wallace too. It's, it's hard sure. to put a guard in there,
2: that's cool. Know? But I only did, I only said that because he has so many uh, all uh defensive first. If we're
0: talking guards, yeah, but go
1: bear, I would put top 10 though, probably. Okay. And if we're talking about rim protection alone, he's definitely top five for sure. If we're talking about rim protection alone, I think he's definitely top five.
2: I think I would lean Draymond right now just because he has the championships, even though he definitely has had the superior squads. But even like a year like this year where the town definitely wasn't on the Warriors side, they showed out. Him and Curry were dynamic for sure. Without without Curry, they're obviously a lottery team. But without Draymond, they're they might also be a lottery they're team. They're a lottery team regardless. No, Don't get sure. me wrong.
1: Draymond is a better defender than Rudy. I believe that 100%. Okay, But if we're talking too. about this season, who should have been DPOI, Yep. Oh, it should have been I agree. Gobert. I agree. 100%. I
0: think what people, like, what people like to do is they like to add the versatility yep. in being a better defender. And I think just because you're versatile doesn't mean you're necessarily a better defender than one person. It's just your size and your athletic ability allows you to guard multiple positions. Like Andrew Wiggins is versatile, but he's not a better defender than Rudy Gobert. But he's obviously more versatile because he's 6'8". He can jump, but I and think Bam people, as well. You know, yeah, I Bam think is versatile. Bam is
1: a power forward yeah. that's playing center, yep. which is why he moves so good for his size. But he's what six nine, six ten. I would say he's more six nine. Yeah, and he's not a great rim protector. Same, same with, he's with Draymond.
0: Good. He's six. He's Kawhi's height, but he can just guard multiple positions because of his height. Rudy Gobert is seven three. It's not many seven three. There isn't. I don't think there is one seven three guy. I think that's he's going seven, to seven two. It's one of those, There's a seven seven-two seven guy I know that can go in the perimeter and guard Steph, Dame, uh, all that. Ben is six ten. Ben is a guard, but he's six ten. He's a guard.
1: He's six ten, but he can't. He can guard perimeter players, but he's not a run protector at all.
2: Okay. He's t- yeah, I've seen Even Giannis though- put him in a blender. It's Giannis. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know that's what's just grown manhood. The like- way
2: that Giannis gets stops is with double teams in the paint.
1: Blake Griffin was locking him up.
2: There's still help on the backside too, regardless. I mean, Giannis that, that, that is a great said, room protector. Of course.
1: I mean Giannis was settling for jump shots versus Blake. He Which didn't want no any sense. parts. Which
0: so when no he sense. sees Ben, he sees food. Yep. You he sees that? no, he
2: sees immediate food. But then when he sees Embiid, he gets scared. Yeah, I mean yeah. Embiid's a big guy, what, bro. I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: I think I, I think Embiid, you know, he'll do that to anybody. The only guy you can really say that can lock up other centers was Hakeem. Yeah. I mean Hakeem and Duncan. Tim, okay, Tim Duncan too, but he's not. Ben a Wallace,
0: he's a power. Okay, player. well, Ben Wallace, was okay, yeah, he's. But locked I mean, Hakeem, yeah, you
1: literally saw in the finals versus the Knicks that he locked up Patrick <laughs> yeah. Ewing, like he outplayed him, he outscored him,
0: gave Shaq. And He's he, one of the few guys that gave Shaq fits.
1: You you ain't shot like thirty something percent from the field in the series in a seven game series,
2: and that's never happened. Did it to Kareem too. Yikes, Hakeem is nah. Oh, Hakeem was different. He definitely was different.
1: Now we're going to talk about Kemba Walker. He wants out of the Boston Celtics. He doesn't want to play for their organization anymore. It was mutual. And I, I've seen I've seen a couple of takes on this. I've seen one person that doesn't have many Twitter followers talk about it, <laughs> or like he didn't have any. He didn't have much retweets or likes on his tweet. But you know how sometimes tweets just pop up on your TL. Yeah. That happened to me, and I saw it, and he was like, "Man, the Celtics are doing it again, treating their players like like uh like crap, basically." And Isaiah Thomas, when he got injured, they just traded him. And now that Kemba has been injured all year and is still you know, trying to recover, they're just going to trade him as well. But I think it is mutual. I don't, I don't agree with that statement. I just thought it was an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it is mutual. Kemba wants out because he doesn't like how they've been treating him in his time there. And Boston, they don't think Kemba can fit next to Tatum and Brown, and they obviously want to do whatever they can to maximize that tenure. But in this segment, we're going to talk about Kemba Walker potential trade destinations. And I have three. The first one I have is the Indiana Pacers. Kemba for Malcolm Brogdon or Kemba for Miles Turner. One of those.
0: You want us to give you our opinions on that? Yes. Do they have the cap to go Miles Turner?
1: I mean, I don't know. I'm just, you know, giving up hypotheticals. They they can figure out those situations. I think think
0: Miles Turner would be very, very great. I think that's what they should have... Got earlier in the season, a guy who can shoot the three, who can be a rim protector. They've been Boston has been lacking in a real true big for a very long time. And in the east, you got Giannis, you got Embiid. You need a guy who can go out there and guard. You know, Tristan Thompson, like I've been saying, was just a band aid. He's not cutting it. Tice was a band aid too. I think Miles Turner would be great. As for Malcolm Brogdon, you know, getting a guy who's consistently going to give you the same numbers every night and give you what you need a defender, a guy who can shoot the three ball, he can be a playmaker, he, has, he doesn't have an ego, he's a team guy. I think that's somebody you need. You know, you need a guy like that. And I don't think Kemba, Malcolm Kemba is far off from Malcolm Brogdon. I think it's pretty close. And somebody might say Brogdon, another might say Kemba, but I think it's pretty even. So I think if you can get somebody who, you know, who's less of an ego and more fit to, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I think you can go out and do that, but I, I like that. I like that idea. I feel
2: like Brogdon's game is too comparable to Jalen for me to like that trade, especially when you would need you would need Brogdon to run the point more more than more than probably he was doing in Indiana. Uh he's doing a lot of it in yeah. Indiana, though. I don't even think he liked it. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like he's more suited to be a, a shooting two. exactly. Yeah. when you have Jalen Brown who's been more than great for for the Celtics I just don't know if I like that fit I also don't know if if I'm the Pacers I'm willing to give up Brogdon or Turner for Kemba I feel like that's a downgrade either way I know Kemba when he's healthy and 100% he's shown in the past that he can be great but when he's on a good team he's shown that he's not been so spectacular at all last season with the Celtics he was he was he went ghost in the playoffs very often this this season, I, I'll give him I'll cut him a break. He was definitely hurt a, a, a good portion of the season and, and it definitely showed in his game. But as of right now, Miles Turner led the league in blocks this season. Defensively, he's he's one of the best bigs, one of the more not talked about players in the league. Brogdon, same thing. He can shoot he can shoot the lights out of the ball. He's definitely a good ball handler, his vision's very good. Uh, his pick and roll offense, running it with Sabonis, running it with Miles Turner, is very good. I just think right now, if I'm the Celtics, I need to focus on getting a center. And I don't know if I, I'm sure that they could work out a trade for Miles Turner. But if I'm the Pacers, I don't look at that as an upgrade. It's, I know I know you have Sabonis, and you're thinking, you know what, our interior is going to be okay, especially because Sabonis could do so many things on the court. But then you you lose a shot blocker like Miles Turner, you're going to feel it. I mean, they saw it when when Miles Turner went out earlier this season. They started losing games because they don't have that that defense that that they're so used to. And uh, you look at Sabonis, who definitely is is more better on the offensive side of the ball, could pass the ball similar to Jokic. Uh, obviously, Jokic is definitely better than him, but Sabonis is a poor man's Jokic. Uh, I just feel like Indiana really wouldn't wouldn't benefit from doing that. So no, that's S- Sabonis is like whatever guy to me. Like I really? have two more teams. Yeah.
1: One of them is the Knicks. And I I was just looking at uh, articles on Google and searching up um, Kemba Walker trade packages. This one guy had this package for Kemba Walker. I do think the Knicks are a realistic destination, but I think this trade package is kind of disrespectful to Kemba. It's Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, and picks for Kemba.
2: I feel like the picks would be why that trade would get done. I feel like
0: he's been down that bad when he's getting traded for Kevin Knox. He, he
2: has been down. Kevin that bad. Knox, bro. He's been bro, Kevin Knox he's been bad. Okay, but Kevin Knox
1: and Frank Lakina.
2: Kevin play, Knox doesn't even play. When you make one field goal in the playoffs, your team looks at you, at you like you're trash. And the other
1: one is of course Chicago. I don't. I don't, I don't I have, I have. I don't have a trade package, but I just think a big three of Kemba, Levine, Vucevic wouldn't <laughs> oh, be too bad. I think it would
2: be fun to watch. I have a package here. It says Kemba for Kobe. Thomas uh, Sadaransky and Al Kaminu. Get Thomas out of there, man. Nah, I but don't. What about Kobe? I feel like I wouldn't do that. You know,
1: I don't know. I'm not very high on Kobe. Really, I wouldn't
0: mind. I didn't okay. want to draft him. I I was never high on Kobe. I think he's a
2: better for Tony. Where, for what pick you had? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all seen uh, him play on the just, Knicks? Yeah. yeah. Bro. I feel like Kobe, they just haven't exposed his athletic ability at all.
0: He doesn't pass the ball. He doesn't. He what doesn't. about the Pelicans? Yeah, I
1: don't Bledsoe know. Bledsoe I mean, and
0: Steven Adams. That is another one that I did see.
1: Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, no. Honestly, I would just take Steven Adams. I wouldn't even take uh, Bledsoe.
2: I feel like Bledsoe would fit nicely. Defensively, they, I did, think they that's, need I think that for cap purposes. You got to get another guy. But I there.
1: think Steven Adams is getting paid pretty good.
2: Like 20. Another package. is at 36. Oh, Ooh, that is a lot. Uh, another package I have here is Kemba in a first for Christian Wood and Eric Gordon. What the? Yeah, Houston I don't think Houston that. does that. No no way. Christian Woods is a part of their plan. I think that if if Houston asked for more first round picks, this well, is a really good trade for the Celtics. But
0: Boston's first round picks are invaluable because they'll be a playoff
2: team every year. Fair enough. But LA, same thing. They offered like seven. But you gave them Lonzo, them. Brandon Ingram. You True. gave them young talent. Where but would what about you the want, Clippers?
1: Where would you want Kemba to go to? I want to see him go to Chicago. That's me personally. You make me so mad. If, you,
2: if he went to Chicago, I feel like that'd be a good fit. They should I'm, be I'm a playoff sorry, team bro. if Levine
1: He's, is a winning player. You
2: got, you'd got you have uh, Kemba, you'd have Levine, and Vucevic. You got healthy Laurie. We have Pat Ka- Kawhi, bro. Like, Pat Leonard. He's different. I don't
0: know. Kemba. I mean,
1: Kemba, Le- Kemba, Levine, Patrick Williams, Ifyari Sam, Markinen. You and have to and you have that's to not that's not that's not a bad team. That's a big line. That's a really good team.
2: Wendell Carter, if you can stay healthy too, he's like gone. we were talking about. Yeah, you think so? Oh, he's traded. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my god, yo, I, for- I dead forgot he went to Orlando. <laughs> I dead forgot he went to Orlando. They that got a Daniel- response. They though, got that. Daniel Tice. That's a fact. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, you're right. Yeah. I don't hate that either. I mean, he was pretty good defensively. Tice. Oh, Tice. Yeah, he's a good backup big. I, I- forgot that Carter. It's got like, traded. what Kemba am I getting though? Like what Kemba are we getting?
1: I think you're getting a good Kemba. Kemba's I don't think injury Kemba's prone. trash. I just he's also he's injury prone trash.
2: Kemba out of the spotlight is going to be successful. Like he gets hurt a lot, too. That's another thing. I feel like this was the first season that we really saw the injuries take a, a total. He played on
0: seven him. more games last year. He played 51 in 2019 and 43 this year. So the injuries are there. Yep. I don't think Kemba's
1: trash, though. I don't. I, I still think he can put up 20 a game. Do you think he's great? What though? No, he's he's right under it. What is he? Is he a top 15 point guard in the league? Top fifteen?
2: I have to say yes. I think yes. He I is. Probably name God. If you can name fifteen, I'll give you like five dollars. <laughs> like, that'd be insane. I think I could do it. Okay. Trey Young.
0: Okay. Steph. Dame. That's what, three? Three. I got okay. you. Kyrie. Okay. Westbrook. Okay. Sha. Okay.
2: Shay. Sorry. I don't know Shaw. I I'm giving Ja. <laughs> Sha. Ja. Uh huh. Mike Conley. Okay.
0: Kyle Larry. Okay. Um Malcolm Brogdon.
1: Is he a it's point borderland. guard? Wait, have you mentioned Trey?
0: Yeah, yeah I, I did, think I that was the first name he said. But
1: that was nine. You have nine? Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm at nine. Um, um, Luca? Chris Paul? Luca? Chris Paul, 10. Luca? Is, are we counting Luca as a one? He's got to be. 11. Um, uh, you you would?
2: I think so.
1: All right, I guess. We'll are count you taking him as
2: Schroeder? As well. I would not. I, I would slap you.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chris, <laughs> have you yeah. mentioned De'Aaron Fox? Oh, thank
2: you. There 11. You easy. What
1: about Drew Holiday?
0: Oh, my God, 12. Yeah. <laughs> keep, just keep Mike Conley? I said that right. Lonzo? No, nah, 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 you're not nah. getting Lonzo. Yo, Have you mentioned Dame? Don't disrespect. Yeah, I yeah, said Dame. Dame.
1: How about D-Rose?
0: Is he better? I'm taking no. Kemba. No, okay. How about Ben Kemba? Simmons? 13, Jamal Murray.
1: 14. Jamal Murray. Colin Sexton.
0: He's, not a, t- he's a two. D-Lo?
2: Uh, is, is Sexton, is Sexton a two? Garland's a one. Okay. I is thought D-Lo, Garland a two. No. Is d better than I Kemba th- And I think d more of a two. Okay.
1: Kyle Lowry. I said he said that
2: already. Guy. You're one off. John Morant. Said so that already. Dejounte Murray. I would take Dejounte, <laughs> and I got to Venmo this man five. <laughs>
0: uh, Venmo. fuck <laughs> I'm actually looking
1: at point guards P. No, bro, keep your fire. I was playing, bro. I'm actually looking at point guards per, no, bro, playing, at, uh, point guards PER this season. And where is, is he right? One is Steph, Dame is two, Luca three, of Kyrie four, is Trey is five, CP three six, Fox is seven, eight is eight is Holiday, nine is Westbrook, ten is Conley. 11 is Rose and Simmons tied. 13 is Murray. 14 is Sexton. 15 is Brogdon. 16 is Kemba.
0: So he had a lower PR than Ben Simmons?
1: Yes. And then right under Kemba is. Ben just does his job. Right under Kemba's D'Lo, LaMelo, Campaign, Clarkson. I forgot about LaMelo. I'm taking LaMelo over Kemba. Jalen Bronson, John Moran, DeJounte Murray. These are just guards. Yeah,
2: John Wall. These are people under Kemba? Yeah. Ja was under Kemba. In
1: terms of PR, yes. Okay,
0: wow.
2: Damn, you really said that. <laughs> I bet you $5. You even- I
1: got
0: it. What am I going to say? Yeah, nah, he's...
1: I mean, you I know... I think it would still be an upgrade to Chicago, though, because you guys haven't been good. I mean, yet. if we
0: don't give, give a lot, you know, like, we're giving up Samaransky, Kobe White, and whoever else you said, okay, fine. Like, I'll, let's... Wing it and hope for the best. Okay. Because we need a point guard next to Zach, a, tr- a real point guard. No, not somebody who comes Is up and Kemba chuck. Is
2: a real point guard?
1: He's better than I mean, how Kobe. many real point guards are you going to find right Lonzo. now? Lonzo. Today? Lonzo would be
0: perfect. Um, he would, would be, be perfect, perfect for and us. And his
2: shot this season was the we best it's ever been. We need somebody
0: to open up Zach.
1: I like Lonzo, but I have to... Whoa. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like Lonzo, but I need to see him actually be, be that... For it's a, a team first, Because I haven't seen it yet. The We're still thing, waiting for it. I mean, the is that not an
0: SVG problem, though? I don't
1: know. I really don't know. Yeah, the unfortunate Because
0: him and Zion are working that two-man, it works to
2: wonders. That's what I'm saying. It's just unfortunate that he's the number three option on that team. You got Brand- Brandon you mean Ingram. mean it's unfortunate. It's not, <laughs> he's,
1: I, supposed I, he's supposed to be a two
2: or one? He's supposed to be hiding I, Zion and BG? Well, Bi, You drafted the number two overall pick. But he was known oh,
0: to be Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd was not the number but, one option, but
2: Jason Kidd still got buckets too. That's,
1: Wait, where, where?
0: No, like his, like you don't remember his NBA comparisons, like Jason Kidd. No, yeah, but Jason Kidd, but like, where, wouldn't where, you take He was that? number one option, not in, oh with VC and RJ. Nah, he was. No, yeah, he was. was he teams. Kerry Kittles. Oh, I'm not talking about that team. I'm talking about, but those teams were the most successful. Well, I mean, yeah, but they didn't have another guy like. But k- even, k- but you're going to be Kerry Kittles number even
2: one. Even as a number two option on the Mavericks, kid, I'm saying. Jt was definitely the number two option. Jason Taylor. Terry.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was just saying, with scorers are in front of him,
2: J- okay. JK takes the back seat. Lonzo has to take the back seat. But as a number three option, he still shot over 40% this year from three point percentage. Oh, okay. Shooting numbers. For, uh, 40%, that's ca- uh, as, a, as everyone who claims that Lonzo okay. can't shoot at all, shooting over 40 is amazing. I mean, he's got better at it. His him. passing is amazing, his defense is amazing. If he just got more opportunities to to score him, the basketball, the one who said- let's
1: relax. I'm talking I, to both of you. I, I'm just gonna. I'm, I want to wait and see it before. I'm see I know. I'm I know. Lonzo, I know. Lonzo's a good player, but I think wait and see. We, it's year four. I think we overrate his impact. Like, oh, if he goes to Chicago, you are gonna change. I'm gonna. I don't see that. I don't see that. I mean, I just want to let you guys know and the audience listening that I'm gonna clickbait the hell out of this segment. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna clickbait and be like Andrew. Andrew gives Riv $5 if he names 15-point <laughs> better than Kemba Walker. That's exactly what I'm going to name it. Make
2: him. it 100 People will click it more. <laughs> he has $100. Uh, yeah, $100. People will click it.
1: So now we're going go to go into the NFL portion of the podcast, Damn. and we're going to talk about the first thing that happened, and Riv right now is going to the bathroom.
2: He hears football. He's yes. like, nah, I'm gone. Yes.
1: He's going. I <laughs> so – We're going to talk about Sam Darnold and the comments that he made right now. OTAs are going on in football and Sam Darnold has not been vaccinated yet. And there was a quote that came out. I think a media member asked him if he's been vaccinated and he answered back with, there's a ton of different things that go into it. I'm going to re I'm going to evaluate that on my own and make the best decision that I feel is the best for myself. And that quote, Went out on Twitter. Everybody, he was trending for a while. Twitter was making jokes about his motto incident saying that, oh, look, this guy doesn't want to get vaccinated. It's not like he was taken out of football for other disease before. Yeah, for real. They made jokes. And then this guy on Twitter, his name is Adam Fromo. Fromo, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He tweeted this. I've seen Sam Donald throw back across the field into traffic enough to know that decision making isn't as strong, suit. <laughs> so they, no, people, they were, throw, people were throwing jokes at oh, Sam gee. Donald left and right. So I just want to get your opinion on Sam Donald's vaccination comments. How you feel about it? Do you feel like it warranted him getting trended on Twitter and becoming this laughing stock?
2: Well, first and foremost, I'm I'm personally just not a fan of talking politics, and unfortunately, people have turned COVID into a political thing. That being said, I am vaccinated and. To Sam Darnold's defense, you're allowed whatever opinion you want. You, if you want an opinion, if you have a, a, a true feeling in your head, you could listen. He's a he's a grown man. He's allowed to think the way he thinks. That being said, it's people like Sam Darnold that, for me personally, I mean, I got the vaccine because I want I want to go back to to normal society how we were before COVID ever happened. And me personally, I think that the vaccine is the best way to do that. And with people like Sam Darnold it's going to be harder to do so, especially because these uh, no, you know, we're not, we're not, we don't have to wear our mask anymore if you have the vaccine. But people take it as, oh, we don't have to wear the mask, period. And the the people who have not gotten vaccinated are not wearing their mask, regardless. Yeah, because you can't check that exactly. I think that it's the honor code, honor system right now. You just say, yeah, I'm I'm vaccinated, and they're they're going to believe you. But I feel like Sam Darnold, especially as a young kid or a young kid in the NFL. Oh,
1: <laughs> he's over there. No,
0: he's like 24.
2: That's my age. He's
0: he's he's right there. I'm 23. He's
2: a young a young buck in the NFL compared to the, his peers. <laughs> come on. I, young come bucko. He's a young buck. That's a fact. Uh, I feel like you'd be setting a good example, especially when you've already had your woes in the NFL to come out and say something like this, when you know that it's a hot topic and you're going to get backlash regardless. I just feel like he would have been better off saying nothing in this situation. But again, he's entitled to his opinion. I'm not a hater on anything that he says, but me personally, go get vaccinated.
1: I I was, I was uh, waiting to talk about this topic because I was talking, talking about it with my dad uh, yesterday and it, When I saw Donald get trending, I was like, oh, man, what is he trending for now? Because he's been trending for a while and different situations when mono happened, seeing ghosts happened. This guy (laughs) has been through a lot of adversity in his very young career, which is why I don't think he'll revive it. But this is what I want to say about Sam Donald not getting vaccinated. Just to start it off, I am vaccinated. I got my first dose. My second dose is coming up in a little bit, but... Like I have no problem with Sam Donald saying that he's not going to get the vaccine. And it's not even that he didn't say he wasn't going to get it. He said he's going to make the best decision for himself. It's not like he went out and said COVID is is a hoax. hoax. It's not like he MPJ'd it. I mean, MPJ literally (laughs) said that they want to do some population (laughs) control on us. He literally, like MPJ was different. Sam Donald gave a political answer sure i'm gonna i'm gonna make the best decision for myself that's not a yes that's not a no that's a it's my decision and i feel like people are entitled to their decision and of course the vaccine to this point has been known to be the quickest way to go back to normal in society but at the same time let's say if you don't get it riff do i care i don't because i have it and the reason why i don't care is because if you're not vaccinated but i am I don't really care that you're not vaccinated because I'm protected. Yep. That's like if you know you you, you have sex and you yo, got yo, 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 and yo, you got it. yes.
2: <laughs> I don't care I don't finish, care if finish your dog. I don't ahead.
1: care if you're going raw if I'm wearing a condom I know I'm protected. I know I know nothing's coming this sounds out. sounds crazy. Yeah. You got to <laughs> stop. No, you got to <laughs> stop. <laughs> right? But I'm just saying I just think it's Sam Darnold's own decision and <laughs> if you don't get vaccinated you face <laughs> Bro, do you not know what you just said? I know what I just said. I just think with Sam Darnold. All right, I'm good. (laughs) I just think that with Sam Darnold and with anybody that doesn't want to get the vaccine, you face the consequences that you face, which is not going to concerts, not going to sporting events, this other stuff. So it's his personal decision. I don't really care about it. The media is entitled to ask their questions. But I honestly feel like if you're a journalist and you're sports reporting I don't really think that's a good question to ask. Yeah, I, I think there are more, there are better football-related sure. question to ask. I now.
0: agree. That's some. That's somebody's medical situation, and like I, I don't like politics either. But I don't think you should be asking somebody about somebody's medical. But I do think Sam Donald. Oh, since everybody was saying it, I am not vaccinated. So everybody was just throwing that out there. I'm gonna give mine soon, though. I just uh, there's a ton, ton of different things that go into it. Don't I lie. have to make the decision. I have to make the best decision. <laughs>
1: Yo, this guy said I'm gonna make the best decision. He I yo, literally He's
0: he, Sam, he Sam Yo, he really did. Yo, nah, I'm gonna uh, eventually get it though. I just gotta work on that. But yeah, nah, I don't think you know. I don't think this is a bad comment. I think Sam Darnold just kept it on hundred, kept it honest. He Everything did was, keep it on hundred. The media is crazy, bro. Like there, I don't see why him not being vaccinated is such a big problem. It's something that we need to bulk up and build. I think he was just an easy target. Because he answered the question, I I really don't see a bad part to it, honestly.
1: Yeah, he was trending on Twitter. People were making jokes about him. But what's the joke
2: right. though? Like,
1: oh, the joke because I think there's. Yeah, a, you
2: were in the bathroom when he was reading that.
1: There, there's a running joke of uh, basically. I mean, not just with Darnold, but people that don't get yeah vaccine saying, like, in, in general. general like, what's
0: the joke? The, the, joke, so is not that, the, the joke? joke is that you're joking on me. The
1: joke is that that you're a sheep. Basically, you know, if you if you don't if you don't want to get a vaccine, you're basically a person that doesn't trust in science and is like a conspiracy theorist. Because, not going to lie, a fact. people that what don't. People, think. people that don't. There's people think, that
2: haven't got their flu shots and go to school still. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to get a flu shot. That's like, that's no, I'm just very, saying, though, no, yeah. like, there's people that do, you can call them a sheep. But it's like when you're younger, you get your tetanus shots and stuff like that.
1: There are parents, though, that don't let Correct. their kids get vaccinated Correct. at all because of religious purposes and yeah. other purposes. But that's why, you know, I think people that believe in. Science and stuff are like on this end, and people that are religious and believe in their old beliefs are on this end, and it, it's always going to clash. People are always going to have their own. What about the people opinions. in the
0: middle? Are you just like, yeah, uh, that's I mean, Sam Darnold yeah. apparently? Because I, I mean, there,
1: there's conspiracy theories that new favorite player, there's conspiracy theories that the vaccine is this. I've, I've, I've heard these two, I've heard these two. I've heard, yeah, heard that the, the vaccine is, is the chip. <laughs> if you get the vaccine, it's going to be like a chip in your arm, and the other one is that if you get the vaccine, it's like. Going to be population control, is, and they're yeah, trying is this to kill coming people. Coming from yeah? I mean, it's coming from. I, in my opinion, it's coming from a lot of religious. Well, let me stuff. ask you
0: guys because I don't. I'm not really too like you know. Y'all you, know how I move. I just kind of like go with the flow of life and just focus on the now and you mm-hmm. know what I got going on.
2: Nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. What um this vaccine? What um you you took it? How did you feel the first time you took it?
2: I felt
1: normal. Honestly, I don't mind getting vaccines. I'm a warrior.
0: No, no, I'm not actually. <laughs> 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 I'm saying, like, because for my mom and, like, for my, one of my friends, like, it made them, like, real, like, they were, like. My arm, oh, my, arm hurt. my arm hurt. Oh, hurt. okay.
1: But I've heard that the first shot you get is not bad. But the second one, you actually, do, my brother got the second shot. Right. And he got the flu from it.
0: Oh. But is that, like, a way of it fighting it? Like, it makes yes, you get it's it your then... body
1: fighting against it. I mean, all vaccines contain a little bit of the virus in the vaccine right. to make your body fight it so it Correct. can be better fighting it against the real thing.
0: So you I know, should get the vaccine? You
1: know, It's like playing Call of Duty and then going into war. You play that to get prepared. I went
0: to the gym 24 and they literally asked me, are you vaccinated?
2: I was like, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's because they don't want, if if you don't want to wear a mask, you have to say, yeah, I, I ca- capped, word, word, I'm right, in I the understand. gym. I don't want to wear the mask. Yeah, bro. It's hot. I get it. I get it. I'm, get I'm, it. I'm, I'm pumping yeah. and clanging and banging and I don't want to. You get a better workout if you wear the mask. There
1: workout. were emails that came out from Dr. Fauci. I think his email was hacked or some, something like that. That actually said that masks aren't really much of a defense.
0: Well, thanks
2: you for telling me that.
1: Yeah, I mean that. I mean it helps, but something
2: know. I'll say about the vaccine too, because I got the vaccine. I got COVID before getting the vaccine, so my first shot, I think I felt worse than I did my second shot. Uh, they say that if you had COVID, that first shot you feel it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I'm, I don't know the the details off the top of my head. But then the second shot is more like how normal people's or who people who haven't gotten COVID react to the, to the, to the first shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so when I got it, my first shot, I felt, I felt crazy. My arm hurt for days. Uh, I got chills when I was going to sleep. But that was it. I didn't get any fever, no nothing like that. I mean, if you decide to get it, bro, you should be fine. That second shot, like he said, though, especially if you didn't have COVID, you're going to feel it. But you should be okay.
1: Yeah, we're not right. scientists. We're, we're, not, we're not scientists Don't. by any stretch <laughs> of Make their own means. decision at home. No, yeah, for sure. Listen.
0: There's a ton of different things that go into it. Death. Like you said, I'm going to make the best decision for me and my family. <laughs> good stuff, Sam.
1: I'm gonna reevaluate it. Yeah, I'm gonna reevaluate. It and then, you Man, know. Sam Donald gave a gave a after game after that was a blown in by 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I said I'm gonna go back home, watch the film, <laughs> reevaluate what
0: happened,
1: <laughs> reevaluate <laughs> just practice. That was
0: definitely it got blown out by like 35 in a playoff game. And it's like, nah, I gotta go home and reevaluate what just happened. Like that was one of those like, <laughs> they go home, I stay they here, go
1: home, eat good dinner, look at a movie. And yeah, like chill. I
2: gotta go. Brian. I just think he should have known better, especially with how much he's been. Scr- Scrutinize his entire career. He just, should have said, Next question. That's exactly right. Donald,
1: no offense, and this is offense. Darnold doesn't look like the smartest dude in the world. Mm-hmm. He looks like yeah, a nice just, guy. I mean, just, just looking, just, I mean, because I think part of this is some people just don't have ability speaking in public, but in his media pressers, he's one of those guys that's like, uh, uh, uh. uh uh, <laughs> like after every sentence so i mean he doesn't look like the brightest dude i'm glad that we got zach wilson the so start i'm happy about. yeah i'm just glad he's not my quarterback so yeah. i don't have to face with this
0: i don't have to deal with this <laughs> he would have been so mad
1: yeah now on to the next topic we're going to talk about another young quarterback jordan love and the question is actually i'm not going to ask a question yet i'm just going to give you a summary of what's been going on mm, totally. so a couple days ago Jordan Love was in OTAs because, you know, Rodgers hadn't showed up, showed up, so he's getting valuable reps. Rob Damovsky, a Packers beat reporter, tweeted this. Jordan Love's first crack at a two-minute drill that we've seen barely gets past the midfield and ends with him skying a pass over wide open Malik Taylor's head on 4th and seven from the plus 44, plus 46. So he didn't have a very good day. But yesterday, he tweeted... <laughs> What a stretch for Jordan Love. Wheel wheel route to A.J. Dillon, right sideline for 30 yards. Free play deep to Lazard for 45. Deep corner route to Jawan Winfrey for 30. Deep sideline to Aaron Aaron Jones for 30. He was so on fire that tight end coach Justin Uten started fanning him. So he had a very great day in OTAs. (laughs) And my question to you guys is, do you think Jordan Love can be Aaron Rodgers' Successor. I will
0: never fan another man. That's number one. Let's get that out the way. Um, you know, it's to be Aaron Rodgers' successor, you know, to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, successor, you know, I think we can all agree he's top five most talented quarterbacks ever, probably top five greatest quarterbacks ever in the list is whatever, but he's definitely at the the top.
2: You should have just stuck to the first thing. Yeah, I should've right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's
0: he's one of the best to ever do it. To be his successor is gonna be tough. You know, that's a lot of a lot of expectations a lot of a lot of groundwork he has to put in, but I think when they drafted him, they expected him to be this, and they believed in him and I think you know Joel told me a lot about this guy, he has a lot of potential, he has a big arm, he was one of the best quarterbacks in his class, given the opportunity so I think to be i don't know if he's necessarily ready to take that step, but I think he has all the tools to take that step, he has all the talent to take that step. it just has to be up to the front office to get him the weapons to put him in the best place to succeed and I think with Aaron Jones coming back Alan Lazard, Devontae Adams still going to be there I think he has the tools right now to you know give us an idea of what he's going to look like in a year or two but I think Aaron Rodgers success is going to be hard in
2: general for anybody but I think he's up for the challenge I think that situation wise like you said he's going to be put into a great position to be successful I mean not everyone has Devontae Adams as their number one receiver Aaron Jones out of the backfield Dylan who's shown some promise. Um, you got Robert Tanyan, who was very successful last year. But not everyone's gonna be Aaron Rodgers succeeding uh uh what'd I say.
0: <laughs> it's him, bro. He's smiling, looking at you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's not gonna be everyone's success uh, success uh uh like Aaron Rodgers did with Brett Favre. That's a once in a generation type thing, or like a Steve Young uh Joe Montana. That that hardly ever happens in the NFL. Yep. But from what I've seen, other than what you've told me today about him having a great OTA so far, all the videos, all the clips that I've ever seen of Jordan Love is him being horrible, bad, bad. But then again, <laughs> it's not, it's not, I like, I've seen him take a snap in the NFL, so I really can't formulate a true opinion on So like, his you know, college tape was horrible? No, no, his college tape's fine. I'm talking about in the pros, oh, okay, in the okay. NFL like in practice solely, correct. Like he hasn't oh. taken a snap yet. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. No, that's he's about in practice or, and no, stuff In like practice, in, in training camp, where you see Rodgers throwing into the net, perfect, hits the target. You see this man throw it, hits the ground, doesn't even hit the target, hits the ground, horrible <laughs> throw. And he's just jogging along like he just did it perfectly fine. Uh, but nevertheless... I can't, like I was trying to say, I can't formulate a true, honest opinion because I've never seen him take a snap in the pros. College to pros, night and day, obviously. That being said, he's going to be put in a really good situation. So, all in all, he's going to have the most pressure, especially with Aaron Rodgers basically saying, I'm the team, essentially. You guys are successful because of my ability to lead us and throw perfect passes. If Jordan Love goes in there, And he has the same amount of interceptions to touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers is going to be laughing when he's in a Denver Broncos uniform holding the Lombardi trophy at the end of the season. (laughs) He's going to be laughing. I see what you did there. Okay. I I definitely see what you did there. (laughs) So all I'm going to say is he better be that guy for Green Bay's sake because Mm. instead of drafting a wide receiver, Mm. they drafted Jordan Love. Mm -hmm. And so this guy better be the next big thing. Do I think he could be? (laughs) I can't say that yet. I don't know. Well, but right. from what I've seen, he's not looked good.
1: Well, all then. then. Uh... I love love, man. Yeah. I love Jordan Love. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. I know we, we did a topic about this a, a couple of weeks ago where I said he's trending towards bust territory because from all the reports that have been coming out, Adam Schefter went on Dan Patrick and said he has a long way. Aaron Rodgers holding out and the Packers being desperate to have Rodgers back. I think I may, have, I may have been misguided because I think they were, they're were they desperate to get Rodgers back because he's a great quarterback. We all know that. People forget that Rodgers didn't play as a full-time starter until his fourth year in the NFL. We got to give Jordan Love time because I think you talk about all the talent he has. He has a size. He's six four. He has the arm. I mean, his arm is special. He has a special arm. And he was quoted saying this. A reporter asked him, will you be ready for week one? He said, 100%. Mm. And he also said this when asked if he is prepared to be the week one starter, he said, Obviously, this is a time where I'm getting a lot of extremely valuable reps that I might not be getting in a normal circumstance. So I'm just going to take it day by day. But yeah, that's what I'm here for. I was drafted to play quarterback, so I'll definitely be ready week one. Cool. I I love this, you know, because he's saying, Look, Aaron, I know you're good, but your time is up. When they drafted you last year, your time is up, and now it's my time. Uh It's my time to shine. From Utah State going to Green Bay, I'm going to show the world what's up. I mean, in his, in his sophomore year in in a college, I believe he had a really great year. It was his sophomore junior year, one of those. But his last season, it was where he declined. But that's because most of the starters on Utah State left. They were not there. So he was playing a lot of hero ball, trying to make everything happen, just trying to win games. But I really do think Jordan Love has all the talent. And now that he's getting these reps – Without Rodgers in camp, he's getting these valuable reps. I think this is just making his development that much more. And as long as the Packers have Aaron Jones, they got Devontae Adams. And I think Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's not a bad receiver either. Alan Lazar could do his thing with Robert Tunyon, and they have a pretty good offensive line. Jordan Love will be in an excellent position to succeed. And I don't think Matt LaFleur is going to put him in a bad position to where he has to do what Aaron Rodgers was doing I think he's going to put him in a position like a game manager role, like an Alex Smith role, and groom groom him into the offense, and then we'll see we'll see him develop even further once he knows it even more. But I I love Jordan Love coming out of college. When I mean before Herbert, Burrow, and all these guys had their first season as a rookie, I thought Jordan Love was going to be the best quarterback in the class because I think he has that much talent. Man, Obviously. Obviously, to this point, Justin Herbert is looking like the best. But it's not over.
2: And Burrow. It's not over. Yeah, Yeah, and Burrow. Burrow. But it's
1: not over. You know, four to five years from now, we could be like Jordan Love is the best. And Herbert is second.
2: It it could go either way. We never know. I feel like the most, I don't know if you want to say something, but the most comparable person from that draft to this draft, immediately that comes to to mind is Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. Now, would you say Trey Lance, do you have more confidence in Trey Lance or do you have more confidence in Jordan Love? Is, that's really asking if he has more confidence in Kyle Shanahan or Matt LaFleur. Yes, yes and no. I, Trey Lance because... Because that's Shanahan. You have more faith in Shanahan.
1: I mean, of course I do, but yeah. Trey Lance because he's a really dynamic runner. Okay. Jordan Love is not a runner. He can if he needs be, but he's not a runner. Okay. And that's where I think Trey Lance early in his career is going to help him a little bit more. Because when a play is not there, he can scramble and get out of harm's way. With Jordan Love, he's athletic. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't have that Trey Lance ability. Mm-hmm. Like, Trey Lance is a is a really good runner for a quarterback. He's well, who has
2: a better arm though?
1: Jordan Love. Jordan Love. it's close. Jordan Love. This,
2: so you say, say, okay. So you have to say that, especially if he loves Jordan Love as much as he does. He had like I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm saying you. What have, saying, you have with, to saying with that. him
0: being that him having that arm right. And him not being a runner, but he can make the, those those runs. Does he have to be as dynamic as a runner as Trey Lance? He doesn't. Because a lot of quarterbacks aren't, and they don't and need but, to and, be. But Trey Lance has the arm I would on top compare of the
1: legs. I would compare Love's athleticism to Ryan Tannehill.
2: You'll take that. Yeah, I'll take yeah, that. I
1: don't, he's, not, he's not a slow poke. He's not Dwayne Haskins. Kirk Cousins in
2: and, and Washington, would you say, is a good comparison? No. No? No. Kirk <laughs> Cousins had a lot of he rushing touchdowns no. in Washington.
1: Yeah, I just never really viewed Cousins as a runner, though.
2: I mean, as he's gotten older, for sure, I agree. But as right,
1: very he- athletic.
2: Really? Yeah. I've I seen know, Ryan yeah. T. break off some runs.
1: Yeah, Ryan I, Tannehill used to play wide receiver, but really, Kirk, he was catching balls.
0: Wow. Hey yo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, but Tannehill used to play wide receiver in college, so he was oh, good. For real? Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: How tall is Tannehill? Six, four. He must have been that good at wide receiver.
1: Probably, if you switch quarter yeah. to quarterback, probably, probably wasn't terrible. Actually, I could actually look up his stats, but I don't even want to do that right now. <laughs> I'm not even like that worried about his A and M stats for that. What are you
2: searching up right now, Drew? Kirk Cousins rushing <laughs> TDs. Kirk <laughs> Cousins has 16. Tannehill 17. For, you're talking about for career. one year career. All right, well, career. rushing touchdowns. I mean, ah! that's what I'm saying. Kirk Cousins definitely a little bit more. Who's played more seasons. Yeah, that's I think a, they played around the same. Who's who's has the longest who's, rush? Who's
1: started to- more games?
2: That has to be Kirk Cousins. I can tell you right now.
1: And by how many more?
2: Let's see. 116 Tannehill's played. Hasn't Tannehill been hurt for like most of the seasons?
1: Yes, in Miami, yep. Yeah. Let's see. So Tannehill's 116. 109. Okay, it's close. It's close. Oh, it's close. Yeah, I mean, it's close. I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't see much Kirk Cousins in Washington at that time. So Fair enough. I'm Either not going to.
2: Four... 4,900 yards in Washington.
1: Now he was really good. He was really good. Don't get me wrong. And he
2: fell off that following yeah. season, though.
1: And but. talking about Kirk Cousins, that's a perfect segue to our next topic. <laughs> We're going to talk about Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, because right now we know Kirk is the man in Minnesota. He's going to be their quarterback. But they drafted a new guy in Kellen Mond in the third round with the second pick in the third round, which was originally the Jets pick. But they got that pick with, with the Elijah Vera Tucker trade. And the question is, can Kellen Mond be a franchise quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings? Kirk Cousins said that when they drafted Kellen Mond, there was communication, good communication within him and the organization about it. And he said Kellen's been picking up the offense quickly and he's been great. And he also, quote, said that he's going to be an open book. He said, you're an open book. You're helpful. And you're there and make yourself available, which is music to every fan base's ears because we sure. know a lot of quarterbacks are not like that. I think in this stage of Kirk Cousins' career, he's going to be more of an Alex Smith mentor type of guy. Right. And I think Mond can be the first quarterback that's going to benefit from that. And I think he has a lot of talent. And Kirk Cousins also credited Rex Grossman for his development early in his career. But what do you think about it? Do you, do you believe in Mond in the Minnesota Vikings?
0: Well, like... You, you look know, like Mond. Do I really? Little bit, I'll google it. Say yeah. a word,
1: Kellen Mond has braids too. Say word, yeah, he does. <laughs> Kellen Mond,
2: let's see if I can blow this up.
1: If you're watching it on YouTube, let us know if, if Riv here looks like
0: Kellen Mond. <laughs> wow, that's a good spot on
2: thing. Oh, uh, now it's not loading. Uh, it's, with, it's
1: him with the braids,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Every A&M QB. He low key does look like you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah,
0: he does. Yeah, that's crazy. It. No, they can't.
1: They, they probably can't. can't but they probably know what Kalamon Kel- Kel- looks like. But, you know, go answer the question, Riv. Can Kelamon <laughs> Kel- be the Vikings' next franchise quarterback?
0: Well, first of all, let me start off by saying you said everything I was going to say in terms of, uh, you know, Kirk giving the reign, uh, telling him he's going to be an open book. So I think that, like you said, that's impressive. A lot of quarterbacks don't do that, especially when they feel like they're at the top of their game. And they feel like they're at their best. You know, Kirk Cousins having a phenomenal season as an individual for him last year. I think he threw for 4K, 35 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, I believe. Phenomenal year. Yep, he did. With Minnesota being as loaded as it is on offense, Kellen Mond not having to walk in day one like Joe Burrow did or Justin Her- Herbert did or, you know, even Tool for an extent start his career. Yeah, like he's not going to have to walk in day one. And be a starter like Zach Wilson, have to come in with all those expectations. He can sit, wait, watch the film, study Kirk, study his receivers, you know, go through a coaching change. He can sit there and go through everything. So I think that's going to be great for him in a sense because, you know, quarterbacks who learn for a little bit, we've seen that they've developed a little bit better. You know, guys who walk in, it's tough for them to just to walk in and go in and go play. I think... Kirk Cousins being as good as he is, I think this is going to help Kellamon in the situation that he's in. Can he be a franchise quarterback? You know, I didn't watch much of Kel in the Texan A.M., so it's hard to say, but looking like me, I think he can be that franchise quarterback <laughs> for the Minnesota Vikings. I think Minnesota's desperately in need of a franchise quarterback. They haven't had one. I know Kirk is nice, but I don't think he, you know, he— Kind of came late. I think they never really had that franchise quarterback Teddy Bridgewater
1: for a little bit was that – I remember Christian Ponder. I remember the Christian Ponder days. That's
0: facts. I do. That's yeah, facts. but that was more AP days, just Christian passing. No, that's nice. True. Yeah. Christian
2: Ponder was – He was, he was good. good. I don't know. I thought he was bad. Bad is Bro, bad. His, honestly – Help me out. I'm blanking on
0: – Let's be realistic. His job was to pass – They had to Randall the Cunningham too, I believe. No. No.
2: Jack – Jackson, was it Jackson? Tavares, Tavares.
0: Their jobs was to hand the ball to AP and then hope for the best. So their
2: quarterback history, her, they lost that obviously. So the
1: last twenty years, their quarterback history is Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum, Sam Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater, Christian Ponder, uh, Brett Favre. I remember. I remember the, the Brett Favre days. Those were the days. Those were the days. That's uh, that Tavaris, was awesome. Tavares Jackson, Brad Johnson, Dante Culpepper, and there was one year of this Dante. guy named Gus. Dante Ferrell. was
0: franchise for sure. No, he's for Seattle's yeah. franchise, though. Oh, no. no. It, it was.
1: They had Randall Cunningham for one year, but they had Warren Moon. That's – okay. That, he was okay. good for them, too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I think, you know, Rich getting Keleman is dope for
0: them. I think he can be the franchise quarterback. You know, getting a guy this young, also drafting their number one receiver last year and Justin Jefferson, who we know is – One of the best receivers in the league early at this age. You know, being that Dalvin Cook is still young, I think they have the potential to be definitely... Kellen has the potential to be great in this situation because it's a great situation. He just has to continue to learn. But I think he can be their franchise quarterback.
1: Their best quarterback in franchise history is Frank 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 Tarkenton. Really? Like the 80s? He played in the 70s. Better than Culpepper?
4: Dante?
1: No, Frank Tarkenton, bro, he was a a legend.
2: Dante Culpepper was amazing on the Vikings. Okay, but no, he wasn't like... Bro, oh,
0: him okay. and Randy were disgusting I mean, throwing it to Randy is like yeah. So
2: Frank Tarkenton.
1: these are his accomplishments MVP, hey. first team All-Pro, second team All-Pro Nine-time Pro Bowler, offensive player of the year Passing yards leader, passing touchdowns leader oh And his number is retired by the Vikings Was, number, was this in 10. like
2: Super Bowl Four?
1: No, this was in the 70s
2: Super Bowl teens? I think, teams. was that?
1: I don't know No, because was that? That was they, they went
2: to the Super Bowl Super Bowl Four against Kansas City What year was that? A oh. minute ago it's a minute ago, bro. Su- in Super the 4? yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl Four is dumb. Long the ago, the Super
0: Bowl was in the fifth. Four was in. No, the yeah, 50. they did. They did. They did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Word. I thought bad. so. They wow. lost. They lost. Right? That might be the only Super Bowl they. I think they've been to two. Don't quote me. So regardless, they suck. So the energy I had towards love, I have to have towards Kalamon, especially since he was a later pick in the draft. Second round pick, Jordan Love was a top fifteen pick. So
1: no, nah, he was twenty sixth. First round. Love Did you say Love was twenty sixth, really. Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I, my bad, my bad. He was a first rounder. Uh, regardless of that, like I said, with with Love, I'm going to keep the same energy for Mond. I'm not going. I'm not going to formulate a strong opinion until I see them have their first nap in the pros. Uh, that being said, similar to Love, he's going into an excellent situation. You get arguably the greatest the the best, arguably the greatest wide receiver duo in the league in Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Uh, you have arguably. Arguably the best running back in in football on your team. Uh, Personally, I wouldn't say Dalvin's the best, although I love him beyond belief. He's awesome. Uh, They have a revamped O-line. Last year, Kirk ate on an O-line that was subpar, in my opinion. So I feel like with time, this O-line's only going to get better. With time, these receivers are only going to get better. Justin Jefferson was a rookie last season. He's going to his second year. Dalvin Cook's only 25 years old. This team is definitely young. He has the 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 benefits of of learning behind Kirk Cousins, who's had the experience, uh, who's had uh, success in this league uh, last year. Like he mentioned, uh, he threw thirty five touchdowns, which, which was a career high for him. Uh, threw thirteen touchdown, uh, thirteen interceptions actually, which was the most tied for the most that he's thrown in his career. But thirteen, I feel like that's not that much. It's not. I, th- it's not. I think he he ranked eighth. Eight I think when you throw as, as many Brady touchdowns, had, yeah. cool. Exactly, cool. 35, especially when it's your career high. Brady had more interceptions. Russell had more interceptions of notable names. Uh, and this was with a—, a Russell was tied. Correct. Uh, but this is an O-line that was mediocre and uh, a situation where he's the second option on that offense. It's, it's, Dal- it's Dalvin Cook, and then it's Kirk Cousins passing offense. Uh, so do I think Kellen Mond has a chance to be successful? For sure, because he has the talent around him. Franchise quarterback, I'm not ready to go all in, uh, especially because I haven't seen him uh, take a snap in in pro football, uh, but it's definitely possible. It's, it's I'm not counting it out. Kirk Cousins
1: one. is 32. His contract is up next year, which means Kellen Mond has two seasons to develop and to watch how Kirk Cousins prepares week in and week out. What I like about Mond the most is that he was a four-year starter at Texas A&M, and when you were experiencing college and you've seen a lot of football, you're more prepared for the pros in my opinion. And he has a coaching has a talent. So I think he'll be fine. He got better every single year at AM. He was actually one of the top recruits out of high school. So this guy is very talented. He has a great arm. He has sound mechanics, even though there's this narrative that Kellen Ma doesn't have good mechanics, which I think is ridiculous. I think his mechanics look weird. Doesn't mean it's not good. He does have good mechanics and at at AM, there wasn't much talent around him, and he was in every single game, mostly at AM. I mean, he put the team on his back and they had success with him. And I think Chris Sims was very high on him to this point. Obviously, everything Chris Sims says is not true, but to this point, <laughs> his quarterback track record has been Solid. pretty good. And he has mind over Fields, over Lance, over and just behind Mac Jones, but he had him fourth. On his quarterback list. And that's some really high praise when you put him over Fields and Lance, both guys who were in the first round and picked with top 15 picks. And right now, Mond hasn't been doing much in OTAs. He's practicing with the threes. So right now I'm guessing he's a third stringer. And I was looking at this the other day, but most quarterbacks in the draft that were drafted this past year are in good situations. Yeah. Trey Lance, 49ers, Justin Fields with the Bears. Say what you want about the Bears, but they have a coaching staff that is quarterback friendly, and uh, they Matt Nagy. They also have I forgot their John D. Filippo is there as well, and they they also have this other quarterback coach who is good. I forgot I got his you. name. It's switching. I got you. And then you look at Mac Jones with the Patriots. I think the two worst situations are Zach Wilson with the Jets, and that's not even that bad. And Trevor Lawrence with the Jaguars. But John, most of these guys are in good situations. John D.
2: Filippo is the QB coach. Okay, he's so a, their, their,
1: their OC forward. is the guy then. He's, he's an OC that's been known to work with Bill Laser, Bill laser yeah. He's been known to work with Bill good quarterbacks in the
2: past. Laser. Tough name. Yeah. Tough.
1: So, I mean, I think they're all in good situations. And I could very well see Kellen Mond being a franchise quarterback. I think in this draft, he was the sleeper guy. So I don't think Kyle Trask is going to be much, honestly, in my opinion. He got
2: drafted to the Buccaneers? To the Bucks, yeah.
0: Uh, let me ask you a question. Okay, so where do you, let's say, hypothetically, I'm going to give you 10 years, old, right? From today, 10 years on. Where do you see Kellan Maughan in this draft class? In
1: That's this a dra- tough question. In, in this draft class is tough. But I'll say hey, you had to guess. But I definitely see him being a top twenty quarterback in the league. No, no, I no, 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 the no, just no, amongst, no. Just amongst just amongst quarterbacks his, his in this class. Him, Field, Trev,
0: Trey Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach, Kyle, well, Zach Bundtress. Wilson will be the best. Okay, right.
1: Zach Wilson will be the best. I think this is a hot take. I don't think Lawrence is going to live up to those expectations. Okay, so you got a two. I really, I, 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 I really, I really that, don't yeah. think Lawrence is is that great. I'm gonna just be honest. We got a two, two. Ooh. Trey Lance okay. because okay. of San Fran. Three is it's either Mond or Mac Jones. Oh, I gotta okay, be honest. so you got Mond. My- Fields, I think, is right after that. Really? So you got and,
0: Mond at three with him or Mac, and then Fields. Okay.
1: Yeah. I honestly really think Lawrence might flop. And what
2: about you, young buck? I don't
0: like his moxie.
2: I'm going to go. <laughs> You're annoying. I'll show respect. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence one. I'll go. No. Screw respect. What do you feel? I'm going Trevor Lawrence one.
0: Okay. So you feel Trevor Lawrence yes. is going to be the best. Okay. Yes.
2: You don't get scouted as the best quarterback ever. His whole life. For right? a reason. Exactly. <laughs> for no reason. So I'll go Trev one. I will go Zach Wilson too. I'll go Justin Fields. It's low key the order of the draft, unfortunately. I I like it's Trevor, it's Zach, it's Trey Lance. I I might lean Trey Lance over Zach right now just because of the situation. So Trev, Lance, uh, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. No Mon. Mon is nine year five.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. You have a green polo horse. It's pretty weird. It's tough. I don't know. I've never seen a green pull the horse. And so it's original.
1: Now we're going to talk about one of the best teams in the NFL. I think that they're still going to be that, the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Um, the, question, the, uh, Broncos next. the question is, the
1: are the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs still the team to beat in the AFC? There's still the Buffalo Bills. They got better this offseason. The Browns got way better this offseason. Um, also, this other team, I'm forgetting them. It's slipping through my mind. Cleveland Browns. The Bills, the Browns. Ravens. Who else? The Ravens are the Colts, still there. The Titans. The Colts. The Titans. There are the some Patriots, good teams. The Patriots. The Patriots, Miami Dolphins. Loki got worse. You think so? They They're still going to be good. You think so? Still they got they good. got Kevin Zeitler.
2: but losing they Orlando, got Kevin Zeidler, Rashad Bateman. They have Lamar. Sammy Jackson. Watkins. They have Lamar Jackson. I'm not I'm not all in on Sammy Watkins. I'm I'm not all in on Sammy He's Watkins. He's tough. He's cool as an individual on the football field. Sketch. He's tough. He has he was, moments. <laughs> <laughs> sketch. <laughs> He's sketch. He definitely is sketch. What's the question? So I'm saying, he are
1: the AFC. Chiefs still the team to beat? Do you have any team over them this upcoming season?
0: The Chiefs have to be the team to beat. They ran the division for... Forget the conference. division. They ran the conference for three straight years. Three back-to-back-to-back. Back two. Back. two. It was two. three. They went to the AFC Championship three years and in a row. And they lost. And they won the, ne- they won the next two. They, they ran the conference three straight years. Three straight years. They've dominated. They've outperformed. I think last year was, you know... A close year. Buffalo, we saw them make the modest improvement. We saw Cleveland make a jump. I think this offseason, Cleveland improved dramatically in Tennessee, the offseason. that's another one. Tennessee just picked up Julio Jones. It's going to be tough. But with Kansas fixing up their O-line, you know, still having the best quarterback in the league, still having speedster Tyreek Hill the Cheetah, still having the best tight end in the league. That defense is still going to be good. I think the Chiefs have to be the team to be. I think the Bills, there's still a Josh Allen leap away from being better. Baltimore.
1: You think Josh Allen has to take that leap.
0: Yeah, I think he. I don't think he. I, I think, think he, he already has, to, has. I think he has to reach like top five. I don't think he's, I think it's debatable for him to be top right. I think he has So to what reach, do you think he is right now?
1: He's top ten for sure. Yeah.
0: I think he's top five. He's not a top five.
1: Wilson, Rogers, Mahomes, Watson, Aaron, Watson, Aaron, Brady.
2: Shut it down real quick. Yeah, early. You should yeah. have, have lost that quick. five dollars again. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think. I think last year he was a top five quarterback. I mean, he played like it. That. That's what I'm saying. T- Talent-wise, no. He's not a top five. Did he play better Both than races?
1: Watson or Aaron? What he's, about Brady? His team
2: won significantly more. He played better than Brady did he play last the, year. Better,
1: did he play better than
2: Wilson? Russell Wilson? I say he played better than Russell Wilson.
1: I As a complete I, season? I disagree.
2: As a second half of the season, Russell Wilson was mediocre.
1: I guess, but I I disagree. Did he even play
2: better? Uh, let right. Listen. Let's get back let's, to the topic. Right okay. Though. Chiefs, okay.
1: they're not the team Fair to enough. beat, in your opinion. What
2: the? What? No, he said they are the team to beat. Yeah, they are the team t- to yeah, beat. Yes. Team okay.
1: If you're a Chiefs fan listening or watching right now, heads up. Drew right here is a, a Denver Bronco, yeah. Broncos fan. So here it comes. Here it comes. So this is this is a division rival right here. So are that's they the, still the team to beat?
0: That's a rivalry? they have been smacking out for bad long. Listen,
2: we're the better team. Fra- we're the better franchise overall. Oh, okay. Oh, right. This. You are? Yeah, you have we what, are.
0: Two rings? Three? We have
2: three. Three. Ah, okay. Uh, most like seven, right? So I'll put my bias aside because I care about my journalistic career. That being said, they are. <laughs> Unfortunately, they are the best team in the AFC. Uh, but prior to the moves that they made this offseason, I was very skeptical of this squad, it's particularly their offensive line. You cut both your tackles in Schwartz and Fisher. Um, you go and you get an amazing trade package and going to get Orlando Brown for a steal. You, I close my eyes and I make that trade, giving up a first-round pick. and I, What else do they give for that?
1: They gave up a second, I believe, too.
2: That that pick, that trade was night. Like I, it couldn't have been easier for the Chiefs to make. You go and you pick up Joe Tooney. Uh, to, I thought his name was Tooney. It, I think it is Tooney. It's Tooney. It's Tooney. Yeah, okay. it is Tooney. They give they gave him a decent amount of money. He'll probably play that left guard position. Uh, but God forbid something happens to that O line. I'm sure that with the amount of money that they paid him, that he's more than flexible to play a tackle position. Also, you go and you bring. Um, um, long, long, help me out. Kyle Long, Kyle Long, yes. Kyle Long comes out of retirement to come play for this Chiefs team. He's rested. We'll see what happens. I'm not having too many expectations for him here. That being said, he he was he had a pretty good career over in Chicago. Uh, who knows if the years off has benefited his body health wise? Maybe he's playing motivated. I mean, you come out of retirement to play for a championship team. Of course, you're motivated. You want to win a championship. But these offensive line moves is what solidifies this team for me. Last year, they were a top 10 defense. They have the best quarterback, unfortunately. They have the best tight end, unfortunately. They have a top five receiver, unfortunately, in Tyreek Hill. They have everything you could want in an offense, truthfully. As long as you have Patrick Mahomes, he can make anything happen with the, with the totally, football in his totally head. I feel like you're like sad unfortunately, about this. I am sad about it. Unfortunately for you. I'm, I, listen... <laughs> I'm being as honest as I can with being truthful to myself. See, look, you're
1: right, and we talk about let's talk about the offensive line moves. They got Orlando Brown Jr. Kyle Long, who yeah. injured his leg, but is going to be back by week one. It's not a season-ending injury. Austin Blythe, Joe Tooney, re-signed Mike Remmers, who was really good for them last year, yep. and Laurent Duvernay, who was coming back from COVID. Uh, he took the season off last year, but the thing that pops out to me in terms of this offensive line is that Orlando Brown Jr., Austin Blythe and Joe Tooney are all coming from running offenses Orlando Brown with the Ravens Austin Blythe with the Rams and Joe Tooney with the Patriots this tells me the Chiefs want to be more balanced on offense they don't want to be so Patrick Mahomes reliant they want to give some of the workload to Clyde Edwards or some of their other running backs they want to spread the sugar to everybody and I think that's going to help them long term and I think that is the way to go I still think they're going to have one of the best defenses in the league, probably top 10, because Steve Spagnuolo, I think his scheme amazing. is amazing. Their linebackers are the weakness, I think, in that in that group. They did draft Nick Bolton. Willie Gay Jr. last year as a rookie was really good. Anthony Hitchens is average. Their defensive line got better. They signed Jaron Reed, still have Frank Clark, Chris Jones, and Derek Nottie. Jones, and their he's secondary he's is nasty. getting better. I mean, they got Bashar, I mean, not Bashar, but they got LeJarius Sneed, who... Was a really was really good for them last year as Charveris a rookie. Wade. Rashad Rashad Fenton, Charvarius Ward. They also traded for Mike Hughes from Minnesota, who's a very young corner, first round pick, and they have DeAndre Baker on the roster as well, a former first round pick. And their safeties are good, Tyron Matthew and T-Man. Juan Thornhill. I mean, this is a loaded Chiefs team, and the team I think that's going to give them the most trouble is Cleveland mm. because they had an amazing off season. Their offense was already good, but on defense, they drafted Jeremiah Wusukuromoa. They also uh, signed Anthony, Anthony Walker from the Indianapolis Colts and the cornerbacks. They signed a Troy Hill. They got a John Johnson from the L.A. Rams. I mean, they have a really good defense now, at least on paper, and I think that's going to be their biggest challenge. But between the Browns and the Chiefs, I would go Chiefs because I think they're just a better team and they have the best quarterback We still have to see what Baker Mayfield is. In the second half of the year last year, he was great. He was great. But in that first half, he was average. With OBJ coming back, is he going to come back down to earth, Baker Mayfield, or is he going to continue what he was doing? It really depends. It
2: makes no sense how without Odell, Baker is an elite quarterback. With Odell on the field, he's trash. makes no sense. Odell is by far and away the best offensive weapon they have outside of Nick Chubb, of course, because Nick Chubb is primetime. Odell is sensational Odell's with the beast, football. He's man. insane. When it comes to Baker throwing the football to Odell, they just cannot click. I it makes no sense to me truthfully. So I like you said, I'm ex, I'm I'm interest, interested to see how that plays out this season.
1: I have the Chiefs winning the AFC with a 15 and 2 record or 14 and 3. It's one of those, but it's one of those. I'd
2: be very upset with that. Does anybody believe in the Bills to beat the Chiefs?
1: I personally don't.
2: I think they're still a one. They're a wide receiver away.
1: I think they're um, a corner away. A, a great really? corner away. Okay. Yeah. So
2: Tre'Davious White is. He not he's great? He's great, but oh. they don't have. No, I know. What Le- he's saying. They don't well, have. They
1: don't have Levi Wallace. He's their second best corner, and he's average. Mm-hmm. And they need another guy in that secondary and a pass rush. They did draft Gregory Rousseau. We'll see if he's any good. But I, uh, you know, I think they. If they would have went out and got Kyle and secondary, Fuller, I think that would have been very good. Yeah,
2: that for been sure. Very good. You, would you take them over the Chiefs if they had gotten Kyle Fuller? Of course, it's hypothetical, but
1: mm, it would have been a toss-up.
2: I think I still would lean Chiefs just and because. I think they of the have offense. Josh Roman I'm not sure. So what? Yeah, uh, but he's older. So what?
0: Cleveland. So Cleveland or uh,
2: Buffalo?
1: I would honestly go Cleveland. I
2: think Cleveland's more complete, so that's okay. why I would lean Cleveland. Yeah, and Josh Cleveland Norman has the is best free agent. Really? And he's and, not even signed. And Cleveland has the best defensive player. On out of the yeah. two squads by far. Okay, I, and I, I, could I think wouldn't it. say they have the best corner because I think Tre'Davious White is the better corner. But I Denzel, like Denzel, Denzel Ward. Ward's not that far behind. He's the fa- he might be the fastest corner in the league. He's lock up whenever he's healthy. Whenever he plays, he plays. I like Ward. out of his mind. So it's definitely going to be interesting to watch the the Browns next season. Yeah, the Bills have the best quarterback and receiver though, and Titans too. After getting Julio, that that offense could not be more complete. Of course, the only question mark is going to be that defense, especially with last year. They ranked 31st in the NFL. Horrible, horrible on the defensive side of the ball. But they go and they pick up Bud Dupree. They go and they draft Caleb Farley. Uh, no, not Caleb Farley. I'm they, sorry. they draft him. Was it Caleb Farley? Yep. Who are you thinking of? Uh, the first cor- uh, cornerback taken in this draft. Didn't I No, he was the number two. Horn. Horn, oh. Horn. that's who Carolina. I was thinking. Yeah. But you're right. Caleb Farley did get drafted to him. And and that was kind of a steal. People prior to his uh, his back injury were thinking that Caleb Farley could potentially be the best corner in this draft. You go and you pick him up. Uh, I feel like those are really good additions for that side of the ball. I still think that they need more uh, d- defensive tackles on that to stop the run. That being said, you add Julio to that squad. You just make him more unstoppable on offense. Derrick Henry is going to be Derrick Henry. So you know the passing game is going to be open regardless because you have to respect Derrick Henry's run game. And if you're not going to respect Derrick Henry's run game, he's going to rush for 200 yards on you. So I feel like either way, Tennessee is going to be successful, but it all comes down to their defense. So that's why I feel like there's levels to it. So I'd go Chiefs, Browns, Bills. I feel like Tennessee's right there. I like the FC. It's looking real good this year. Where where are you guys? Listen, we're going <laughs> ne- we'll to talk, segment. We'll talk, we'll talk next about
1: the next segment. We'll see. Actually, we'll talk about them now. Let's this do is it. going to be the last segment of the podcast. We're going to finish it off talking about some great quarterbacks and a potential team they could go to. The question is Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers, who do you think is more likely to be on the Denver Broncos next season? Deshaun Watson, just to let you guys know, there was a quote that from Kareem Jackson that said that. Deshaun Watson wants to be a Denver Bronco. He was on a he was on the Keith Talebs podcast, and Kareem Jackson, who played with Deshaun Watson in Houston, he even said that Deshaun Watson and him were talking on the phone. And before Kareem Jackson made his decision to go back to Denver, Watson was like, Let me know if you decide to go back once he signed back. Watson told Kareem Jackson, Tell Denver I want to be a Bronco. He said, I'm paraphrasing but that's oh my God. that's what he said. Ian Rappaport, though, quote tweeted it. And he said that um, Ian Rapport said that he doesn't know if Denver is where he wants to be. I did see because that he said that he wants to go to multiple places. And I'll just say this: I think that's some hating stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I believe Kareem Jackson telling me that Deshaun Watson told him because I believe they're cooler than a reporter telling on the same me team, th- no than a reporter telling me that. That's not the only place he wants to go. Like, yes, nobody said it's the only place he wants to go. But, he just told Kareem yeah, he really he just, wants to go to Denver. You just wanted to get in get in on the fun. You just wanted to get in on the story. How do you and feel about that? put your spin on it. That was some hating stuff, though.
2: So He'll if we're going mo- mo- most likely or what I want. I, I want to hear both. All right. What I want is Deshaun Watson. Are you kidding me? I mean, he's got the youth. He's got the arm. He's got the legs.
1: He's got the allegations.
2: That's <laughs> that's, that's the only thing that, that holds me back. I mean, Holds me back, and it's going to hold the the Broncos back, especially when we have a squad right now that we're a quarterback away from really making a championship push. One one of these two, oh, one of these two quarterbacks (laughs) come to our squad, we're making a championship push. I'm not even lying. Uh, That's true. It it is. Um, You bring in. That's why. So, like I was saying, what's the allegations is what's going to hold the Broncos back because you don't want to take a chance with. God forbid, I'm, you know. I mean, innocent until proven guilty. I don't know the situation. I won't speak on it. You never know what could happen. It could bite them in the butt if if they go and they trade the house for him, and then he ends up having to get suspended, or he never, or he's out indefinitely uh, due to all the things that have happened are happening off the field with him. However, if we're, if I'm talking longevity, putting that aside, I feel like Deshaun Watson. For how young he is, the contract that he has, although it's a lot of money, you have him for a significant amount of years. We can make multiple championship runs with him on our squad. How young we are as a whole would be unbelievably beautiful. That being said, more likely, I think Aaron Rodgers, it's not unfortunate. It's a win-win either way for me. I can't lose at the thought. I'm getting chills. It would be insane. <laughs> I mean, it could be a lose-lose and you get neither of them, so. That would be a lose-lose. And then I have Drew Locke, and I have to root for him regardless. Teddy
1: Bridgewater, I think, is going to start.
2: You if, think so? Yes. Did you see first day he threw two interceptions? Not Teddy. No, Locke. Oh, Locke. Locke threw two interceptions to Ooh. start. He he is so unbelievably bad. <laughs> we get Rodgers. We get Watson. Bull bound. But like I said, why I think Rodgers is more likely, he has been open saying, I'm I don't, I don't think I'm returning to the Packers. I saw a Packers reporter say there's a 5% chance that he he, he returns back to, to Green Bay. And there's been reports saying that Rodgers would be interested in playing in Denver. Whether those are confirmed or not, I'm not 100% sure. Because I remember uh, Shefty coming out and saying that he didn't have a valid source or a real source saying that he wanted out of Green Bay in the first place. So I don't know what to believe when it comes to, to Rodgers' situation right now. But there have been... From those reports saying that he wants to be in our conf- uh, our division to play against Mahomes two times a year to show that you know what you guys think Mahomes good I'll play him two times a year I'll beat him two times a year and I'll show you That's that I'm I'm better than him. Okay. Okay. So this is Aaron. This is Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. Reports. 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 Hey. Listen. Allegedly. Allegedly. Alleged. Okay. Alleged. Okay. And I'm that I'm putting that out there firsthand. So yeah. So like I said, what I would like would be Deshaun whether you know we we got to see how his off the field issues get resolved first I I'd like either or I really can't go wrong here either way we're going to the chip if we get one of these guys Hey doing, sir
1: You know I I think who's more likely I think it's Aaron Rodgers yeah. and if I were a Broncos fan I would rather get Aaron Rodgers too Okay Obviously Deshaun Watson has the youth and the long-term factor you have to do you have to play it into consideration but I think with his legal situation right now it's too much of a risk. For sure. Aaron Rodgers still has, we've seen Brady play until he's 45. I mean, Rodgers still has three, but, four
2: more years left. But he's the only one ever to do it. Yeah,
1: I understand that. But I think Rodgers still has years left. And with him, I do agree they can be a Super Bowl team. I think with either, I think with not with Julak, but with Teddy Bridgewater, I think they are a 500 team, 9-8. and eight. They can finish around there because their roster, you look at Carl and Sutton, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Noah Fan, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, Shelby Harris. You still got Philip
2: Lindsay? Unfortunately, no. No, they don't. That was such a bad move on our end.
1: And I think they have the best secondary in the NFL in terms close. of depth. You have Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan, Kyle Fuller, Kareem Jackson, and Justin Simmons.
2: Michael Ojemudia also. Yeah, I mean, he played have, very well have, last year.
1: They have a great roster, and they legitimately Sheesh. are a quarterback away from being a problem in the NFL. And I would love to see Aaron Rodgers go there. I think it would be a perfect fit, and I think that's <laughs> the most likely scenario as well. I think you know Aaron Rodgers to Denver Broncos.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think you know with Houston having Deshaun Watson kind of in a stranglehold, not trying to trade him, his contract being kind of exorbitant, with all the legal issues, you don't want that in your in your culture. You don't want that having that cloud under your franchise sure. so Aaron Rodgers being the obvious favorite I think that would be the most likely you know he stated he doesn't want to be in Green Bay anymore Deshaun has stated he also doesn't want to be in Houston but I think the Green Bay is more likely going to trade Aaron than Houston to trade Deshaun and I also think like like Joel said Aaron still has a lot left in the tank you see he hasn't digressed I think he can still play for another two three years you guys have a ton of weapons on offense and defense I think Aaron can be that guy that, I wouldn't say like automatically Super Bowl, but you would definitely jump you guys right up to the top with the Chiefs.
2: It's Aaron Rodgers, bro. Yeah, I know. But, you know, the Chiefs are still alive. Pat Mahomes is still alive. I can't just. All I'll say to that is Peyton Manning, nowhere near as mobile as Aaron Rodgers. Peyton right. Manning comes in, automatic you Super remember your contenders.
0: roster? Your roster was better than it was now. You know it was. The,
1: Eric Decker, Demarius Thomas. Ju- but, Demarius, but Peyton and made Sanders. these guys. But Peyton, do you not forget
0: your Sanders, defense? Yeah. Chris Harris Jr., like oh, Vaughn that took,
2: Miller. That took time. That Brandon, took time. Brandon Marshall, the first Dana Trevithan. Do like, you not forget that defense? The first year that we that Peyton Manning was on the squad, that defense blew the game for us. I remember. Peyton Manning might have thrown the touchdown in, in overtime to put them in position to kick the field goal. But our defense led up two 50-yard touchdowns best, in like two minutes. The year after, I and think then, it was did, no, then, and then they. Th- four, I think that was four four years after. So it was Payne's first year, second year, Payne throws fifty five. Next year, Payne has the neck injury. Uh, we lose to the Colts. The year after that, we won the Super Bowl. We win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's when we had the all time great defense. But my point being, Payne comes in, he makes Eric Decker a thousand yard receiver easy. He makes Demaryius Thomas a top three receiver in the NFL. He makes Julius Thomas a top three tight end at the time. He had Emmanuel too. He made Emmanuel Sanders uh, a top 15 wide boom. receiver. Emmanuel was made before that. Top 15? That. Emmanuel was made before that. He was, he was that. never top 15. Eric Decker
1: had 1,000 yards with Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Jets. Emmanuel was, was after. Emmanuel yes, was balling still, in was Pittsburgh. After. Come on, bro. we got to give these ass credit. I'm not, I'm not. I I'm think Demarius
0: is the one you could really. All
2: right. But I, Emmanuel I, was balling in Pittsburgh. He, just ain't, he was he hurt was, a lot. He was okay in Pittsburgh. He definitely had potential in Pittsburgh. But when he came to Denver, he took off. That's where his career really started he in Denver there. for sure. But you're 100% right. I w- I will in my opinion, Decker had w- more talent than Demarius prior to Payne getting So wait, there. you think with Aaron you just outright Co- s- surpassed the Chiefs? Cuz Co- you you have you would give a guy like Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, who Corlin Sutton ate with Ripian, he ate with Brad uh Brandon Allen, he ate with Joe Flacco, Drew Locke. These are guys that are wh- I can't even believe that these guys are my quarterback my And they quarterback still have the Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And Cortland Sun, Jerry Judy, Noah Font, Alberto, Melvin Gordon with Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, McCole Judy, Hardman. Judy has potential to be one of the best receivers in the league. He's arguably already one of the best route runners in the league. Tyreek is already a top five receiver I'm in not, the league. And I'm not going to discredit that. Hey,
1: I didn't even get your answer, though. Do you, which one is more well, likely? You, you
0: wasn't listening. Yeah, you are yeah. on your phone. You just being disrespectful yeah, well. to me. Yeah. <laughs> I said Aaron. Oh, you said Aaron. Yeah, right. I, I
2: made a whole monologue about it. Said Aaron, you just but, wasn't. Yeah, listening. but once he said that, we wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be a Super Bowl contenders. I had to cut him off. No, I didn't say that. I you said. said you don't I see said. Us. No,
0: no. I said I wouldn't outright just push you guys to the Super Bowl. I said the Chiefs are still alive, but okay. I said I would have right. you guys right. in that conversation like one of the best teams in the AFC. Fair enough, but to just say yeah, you're going to the Super Bowl. We'd go to the
2: Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes is still Our out. Defense like, he, is better than the Chiefs.
0: I agree, but they're like offense is like ridiculous. All, and they have but, an offensive so, line so now, what, too.
2: We have an offensive line too
0: yeah so I'm, I'm saying it'd be like pretty even like
2: the ranking wise is it's it's it, close but it's not good meaning
1: the broncos offensive line like in terms of the rankings pff came out with Correct. the rankings no last year our it's, offensive it's, line yeah. was mediocre it's i agree but
2: we definitely we did our thing Wait, did you
1: guys replace juan james no no he just went so you don't have a tackle
0: i mean we have bowls and who like, else
2: i mean let me look it up yeah look at him look at him now Prison <laughs> <up>. <laughs> who's the name look at and lloyd
1: Cushenberry up. was bad last year too
2: yeah, but he was a rookie. He was drafted in the third round. I think I'm not I wasn't expecting too much out of him in his first year. Garrett Bowles took four years to be the man that he is today. He's an absolute savage. Yo, he's, dog. he's a savage.
1: Oh, your your tackle is Bobby Massey. It's not bad. He was used to be the Bears offensive tackle.
2: Dalton Risner, he played very well last year. Graham Glass uh, Glasgow is was a really good signing last offseason. Cushion Barron needs to take a step. And like you said, Massey is pretty solid. Cameron Fleming played all right last season.
1: It's not it's not a bad Yeah, season. no, that's what okay. I'm saying.
2: And especially with Aaron, who's pretty pretty mobile, even though he's used to having all the time in the world in Green Bay, he's not. I mean, maybe Garrett Bowles gives that, but Garrett Bowles is not uh, David Bakhtiari by any stretch of the means. Uh, even though I'm not gonna disrespect Garrett Bowles and not say that he's elite. Uh, but you're right. The matchups, it's very close. But I think our defense gives us the edge because Right, with what you need to contend with with the Chiefs is to have a good secondary. Right. If your secondary matches up with Tyreek and and uh, Travis Kelsey, you're you're in the game. That's that's what keeps you in the game with Kansas City.
1: No, I agree. And while you guys were talking, notifications came out. Two breaking news: uh, Russell Wilson said he never requested a trade. So I got
0: that earlier. Yeah,
1: and also this one just came out that Sean McVay says he's been in a better mood just since laugh. this offseason, since trading for Matthew Stafford.
2: That's so disrespectful. <laughs> well, And weren't him and, and Jared Goff like best friends? They were like father-son. Literally. Weirdos. Nah, I can't stand the NFL's toxic culture when it comes to that. And they went to a Super Bowl. And yeah, Jared Goff played amazing he that, played, season. Yeah, that year. He had a really good yeah, year. He did have a good year. And he had a trash Super Bowl, but I
1: mean, it is an upgrade. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, let's be realistic. Not close. Definitely not close. close. It is an upgrade.
2: Could Matty Staffy be top ten this year? Quick question. Yes, he can. Definitely. 100%. I think
1: he will be. He will. You okay. have a top ten season.
2: Took took took. Do they like, go to the Super Bowl? They can.
1: I don't know. That's tough. I haven't made my like last year. It was so easy to pick the Bucks. Here he goes. E- even though, even though in hindsight, nobody picked them. Like in my. Just looking at it last year, it was so easy to be like the Bucks or the yeah. team. Mm-hmm. But this year, I really don't know. Like, there's just so much parody in the NFL. And the NFC is, make is pretty.
0: The NCO has been lo- it's loaded. You're right. You're loaded. right. Death. Yeah,
1: I can't really make a decision.
0: It's ridiculous! How many teams is in you know, the NFC, bro? I,
1: I think the audience that's listening or watching is they're gonna they're gonna think this episode was great. I think so. You too. You know, I think so. And I, if you're if they're watching right now, because I know we do the premiere thing, like it goes live on YouTube. I want to see right now when they comment down. I want them to rate the episode 1 to 10. I think, definitely I, think this, doing that. I think this was like a 9, 10
2: episode. Nah, this episode was you know, awesome. We
1: had, we had a lot of jokes in here. We had a lot of laughing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nah, we was, had a great time.
1: It was it was a really good episode. No, you got to
0: do it. You literally told me I go in raw and you put a condom you on.
2: You bugged out with that one, bro. I'm not even going to lie. Not because,
1: like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I I care. I worry about myself. I think no, right now course. people will be worrying about... To. Other people too much,
2: yeah. Gotta nah. relax. Got you, bro. Gotta follow your own Nah, dream but way. that's how you gotta do it. You throw the jokes in, you talk about sports. What more do you need in life?
1: It's like the Flagrant 2 of uh, Pick Aside episodes. Yeah, facts. That was you watch Flagrant 2. two? You no, watch Flagrant
2: 2? Uh, no, I don't, actually.
1: Oh, it's a... Uh it's a podcast with Andrew Shows and Akash. Okay. Something.
2: I thought you were talking about what you said was a flagrant, too, because oh, no. I agree.
1: There's, there's a podcast called Flagrant, Two where they, like, kind of make jokes like that
2: the entire podcast. Ah, uh, that's lit.
1: It's a really great show. Like, it's a really, really, really good
2: That's podcast. how you do it. You talk... If you can make sports funny... for like, like PG right now. Yeah?
1: <laughs> so, real quick, just to end off the episode tonight, I think the Bucks and Ness are playing.
0: And the, and my the boys.
1: the Jazz and Clippers. So... Real quick, let's just give our predictions for what's gonna happen tonight. Even Bucks. though even though it's not gonna matter when people watch it,
0: you think the Bucks went into. Bucks. In I'm taking the Bucks and the Clippers tonight.
2: This is hard because then they've the Bucks have looked so atrociously bad. I had confidence, so much confidence in the Bucks going into this series. I'm gonna relent relentlessly. Yeah, like, I think that's the word. Go Bucks. I think the Bucks get
0: one at home tonight.
2: I, I feel like they need both of these games, no doubt. Oh, well, without a doubt, no but doubt. But I think they're like, gonna get
0: this one, Game Three. This is gonna be the one where they're like, all right, let's 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 buckle you know what? Down. They don't win this
2: I'm gonna, over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it's be honest, 100% over. I'm, I'm going Nets, and I'm going I'm going Utah.
0: I'm
1: going Bucks tonight, and I'm going Clippers too. Okay, I think I'm gonna go with the rim and Cl- with his predictions, and but also you think the Nets are winning the series though? We all think that.
2: Unfortunately, yeah, I, yeah I, the yeah, I, fact, yeah. fact they're doing this without Harden I is unbelievable. I, I got to stick stand my word. For the series, yeah, I thought the Bucks would match up so well against the Nets. Giannis has gotten played around like a child with with KD. KD has violated him. Every game. No, I didn't
0: him. know D. Wade was a part owner of the Utah Jazz. Yes, recently yeah. this
2: season.
1: Yeah, it, oh. that's
2: why they call Mitchell Baby Wade. No, I knew. No, tough. I no. But they call him. It because he plays fact just that like he's him, a part owner of the Jazz, and he's, at the, him, the Jazz, and he's Wade, at the games that he was talking to. Him, like, that's no, like his, but, his but the fact mentor. that he's like on the court, like Yo, that's what owners should do, though. I think. but that's what a good. I mean, not Steve Ballmer's at every Ballmer, Cuban, Pat Riley's the the president, not the owner. I wonder if
1: Wade lives in Utah now, though.
2: I he's definitely it. he's definitely in tune. I think he's posted I love it. up this season. I mean, he might have a house in Utah. You know what I mean? But I don't yeah, kind of
1: like Jay Z with Brooklyn. where He he was when he was owner. He was like almost like all the games. Yeah. Our owner. He was like almost at all the games.
0: He still be at the games now. Nah, but
1: Utah does some really cool stuff. Like I think they have a new owner. He's very young too. Like he's very young. I think he's like in the tech industry. Right. But he had this program this season where for every single win the Jazz get this year. Mm. They're going to give out a free scholarship to somebody for that's college. That's freaking dope, bro. Yes. That is dope. That's about so, 40,
0: 50 scholarships a year.
1: Yeah, so that's what they did this year for every single win, and they won a lot of games this year.
0: Ryan Smith.
1: Ryan Smith. Smith. It's, it's, what, it's, what, does, it's, what does he own? Because I know he's a tech guy.
0: That's pretty dope that your mentor becomes like a part owner of the Jazz. Like That is cool. So now Oof. it's like. 1.5 billion net worth. Let's see what he does. He's a billionaire? Yep. I need yep. to be him. Every
1: owner has to be a billionaire. Yeah, they have Everyone. to. Everyone.
2: I'll be one. I ain't even tripping. I'm going to own the Bulls. Uh, billionaire businessman, executive chairman, and co-founder of uh, Qualtrics. I don't want to mispronounce that. Q-U-A-L-T-R-I-C-S. Whatever Qualtrics. That uh, yeah, that's really it. Uh, an experienced <laughs> management company based in Provo, Utah. So, well, he's, this, just, so he he's loves in, Utah. He's Utah, Utah, Mead. Loves Utah. Utah
0: Mead. Dove. Now that is lit. Shout out to Ryan Smith.
2: 44.
1: I don't know if you guys seen the video, but. When they, they did that scholarship program, they actually had, like, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Clarkson, and Gobert. Like, they got on the FaceTime with the peak with the kids who won the, the scholarship, right. and they told them they won the scholarship. That's freaking
0: incredible, yeah. bro. That, wow, that it was, was the on, first time it was that on, they heard it? Yeah, it was on the Jazz's social media team. No, where Utah, it was like
1: Gobert was on, Gobert was on like, a call. They had George Nguyen on the call. Like, yeah, hey, Utah congrats. may have a
0: racist when they get in the arena. It's a lot of disrespect, but they definitely put on... For the for Utah, that's, freaking the dope. Yeah, that's
2: freaking for The actual club themselves they put on for the I mean they,
1: they say that, but I don't know like if that's Well true. John Morant
2: pops confirmed I mean, it. But they say that about about Boston, and that's a fact. No, Boston's a you know I what I'm saying? Fact. They say that Boston has racist tendencies, and that's a fact. So if they're gonna say it, I mean like His family, John Morant's family, and
0: um one I forgot about it. They've come out and said that the fans are in fact extremely racist.
2: Like they talk mad shit. He bought, hmm. he bought the the Jazz for his net worth, 1.6.
1: Oh, wow. That's that actually
2: is, more than his net worth. He was at 1.5. Oh, was he? Yeah. That is a steal. Because yeah, you think about how much the, uh, a franchise costs nowadays. You're looking at two three, he's the he's well, that's talking
1: about like the premier franchise. Wait, he's, so. wait Utah, is, is, they is, have a
2: history. I wouldn't say they're isn't a, a franchise. not he a part owner too, so he didn't have to pay the whole thing? No, I think he's the majority owner. Okay. Oh,
1: you're talking about Ryan Smith? Ryan Smith. Okay.
2: He's a majority owner, but D Wade is the minority owner. Dope.
1: Yeah, they had to ship in like a couple hundred thousand, a hundred couple, a couple hundred million. D Wade got be it. A part owner. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy.
2: That is sick. But
1: this is gonna do it for this episode of Pick Aside. This was episode ninety one. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you guys want, you guys can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Pick Aside Podcast. Well, on Instagram we're at Pick Aside Podcast. On Twitter it's Pick Aside Pod, and on TikTok. It's at Pick a Side Podcast. We aren't on our TikTok game, so just follow us on Instagram. Well, he's Instagram. on his TikTok game. Yeah, yes. Shout out to Individually. Joel.
2: Shout out to Joel. He just cracked 10K on TikTok. That's 11K huge. Too. 11K, yeah. bro. Congratulations to you, bro. You've appreciate been putting it. in appreciate so much work. Proud of you, bro.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching this episode.
2: Yes, sir.
4: Hey, this is Elliot Smith from the Arsenal Vision Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows, led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on the platform WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdsourcing service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. And in other words, that means you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in a cool company on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their team, improve operations, and that will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to WeFunder.com slash BlueWire.